All those interested? Lean in. People are one. Lazy. We only care about ourselves. Your competition knows this, so their crap flies off the shelves. But we're also too desperate to feel good and smart and right. And that's what you have to harness if you want to win this fight. See, what you're really selling is the way things ought to be. So your pitch becomes compelling, selling more than just a tree. It's a symbol of your values, it's your ethics and your cause. You can't either be fake like the trees they make, or take a stand for Santa Claus. We're bringing back Christmas, we're bringing back cheer. We're bringing back cozy nights, those twinkle lights, the glow of yesterday. Now it's some slight manipulation, but it's what we've gotta do. See, we need some a Merry Christmas, and I sincerely mean that in the most confrontational way ever. My name is John, and uh, if you're wondering about that fish smell emanating from your podcast device, it's just me. I have uh, trimethylaminuria. <laughs> Anyway, this is yours, mine, and theirs. Now everybody sit back and enjoy Roy's elaborately fulfilling 45-second intro. <laughs> Hi, this is Roy. Merry Christmas. Now sit down, shut up, and do your homework, or I will hit you with a bus. The holiday or no the holiday. Yeah, that was like five seconds. <laughs> that was shorter than mine this time. <laughs> yeah, you did well. <laughs> I think you adjusted on the fly. You're like, oh, I'm showing him. Okay, I tried to call you out on your on your nice, fun, little intricate things that somehow involves every film we've ever watched and well that, that did it did oh well i wasn't listening okay okay well thank you <laughs> all right well anyway merry christmas roy merry christmas john yes this is always fun because uh we we don't have the fun of a guest but also we keep things tidy it's just us it's mm-hmm. our gift to you and each other it's the Christmas one. We're going to talk three Christmas movies this time. Uh, we're going to talk The Holiday, uh, The Holdovers, and that other one, uh, Spirited. 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 Yeah. Yes. But before we do anything, and I didn't, oh, I didn't tell you this. I'm going to just do it right now so I don't forget. I want to make sure I don't forget. Our Patreon is live. It Woo! is live. Yes. We have a Patreon, and also, here's another thing I didn't tell you. Since our podcast is called Yours, Mine, and Theirs, our Patreon, which is where all the money goes, it's going to be called Ours, Ours, and Ours, is what our <laughs> Patreon is called. So if you go to patreon.com slash ours, 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 not like the movie RRR, but ours, like yours, mine, and ours, if that was the phrase that we <laughs> used, it's just three hours but not hours like time. Okay, so am I being confusing? It's <laughs> patreon.com slash O-U-R-S, 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 the letters. Or if this helps, it's patreon.com slash R Sours Sours. Because <laughs> it, it says that. It says it that way. R Sours Sours. Okay. Uh, so that is our Patreon. Hey, you have an audio clip. Do you want I me to do. play it? I do. Here is a sample of what you'll get, the fabulous outtakes you'll get on our Patreon if you go there right now. Okay. I haven't adjusted the volume because I just loaded this a little. Let's okay. Let's see how here. this goes. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, it, it was enough. I think they're trying to, uh, like, um, 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 oh man. Well, anyway, man. 
All right. Uh, uh, tell me when the file is over. I think it's over. <laughs> you tell me you wouldn't pay one buck per month for that kind of content. <laughs> I, this is this is what I've decided. It's kind of ridiculous, but also I, I don't think anything's going to help you get to sleep faster than just have. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything more zen on the internet oh, than than our outtakes from Years Mine and Theirs podcast. Now, sometimes <laughs> it's not all that. Sometimes it's you know a, a story uh, that we just didn't put on the air. Too sexy. Um, you know, sometimes it's too sexy. Sometimes it's too. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's. There's, you know, some real political stuff, too some racist. real confrontational thing. Yeah. Too, too, you know, what's wrong with being sexy is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's, there's lots of stuff like that. One thing also to consider is that for your dollar a month, you certainly don't have a lot to commit to. It might just be five minutes. Uh, but I will tell you, I have edited a few of these RZRZRs outtakes where it's like, good 20 minutes of what you just heard like 20 <laughs> minutes of it with some other stuff with some other stuff so anyway the point is patreon is live um there are two tiers you can pay a dollar a month or you can pay five dollars a month there is no difference in content <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to be a big shot go ahead and pay five dollars we you know we we gave you the preview we want to be straight up front we don't wanna, <laughs> we don't want to be like uh we don't want to troll you guys. We're just going to mm. say sometimes we say some really deep stuff in outtakes and sometimes you get the real us. But I think what you learn from this Patreon is that the real us is could possibly be way less interesting than the fake us. <laughs> so it's an object lesson for you. So is this Patreon hoping to fund our podcast guest of the year award? <laughs> Yeah, it'll fund the podcast guest of the year, which we will get to yeah, later, tonight. later in this podcast. The guest of the year, I'm really excited to hear that. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, we don't know who the guest of the year is yet, do we? Do I we to, like... looked a half an hour ago. I've got the top three. Okay, okay. So you did look. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wanted to. Uh, so you got that checked out. Good. Okay, so you got that coming up. Yep. Now, by the way, with with our Patreon, I just want to quickly say we have uh, all our outtakes files lined up, so you're going to get a lot of outtakes files in the next month. So if you want to pay a dollar and get all those outtakes, you'll get them. You'll <laughs> totally get them. But we are, we're joking around, but we also are throwing around ideas for other stuff to put up there, not just silly stuff. Um, and we're going to totally experiment in 2023. Um, maybe it's going to be a lot of stuff. Maybe it'll be a little stuff. Uh, we're going to try to make it worth your buck. Some ideas, I, I'm, I'm just going to you know, speak out loud. One thing we're considering is, you know, I, can, I always talk with Katie after the podcast, and she f fills me in on like 30 things that I forgot to talk about in the podcast. So you have that. Uh, you know, we have a lot of... Uh, you know, listener reach outs and stuff. Uh, I have an idea that I ran by Roy for a completely different thing that's not movie based, but music based that I think could be really great, but we're not doing that yet. And I might only talk him into one or possibly half of one. Uh, <laughs> but it's both, it's going to be a repository for everything, not the podcast. And yeah. it could be a lot of fun stuff. Could, yeah. yeah. Good work, John. Way to go. 
Yes. Okay. Well, and that's okay. We had to say it this time because it's Christmas, and that is our gift to you—an opportunity to give to us. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you guys! Yay! Please pay us. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Cakes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, uh, we can switch up now. Okay. Um, let's. We can talk the movies. Oh, but before I forget, you have your Christmas tracker. Yes. Before we talk hmm. about the movies we're talking about for Christmas on the podcast this year. I imagine there is quite a list of Christmas movies you've seen that you may want to mention. Okay, so let me pull this up. If we're going by the tracker, movies that I have personally seen, Miracle on 34th Street, Dashing Through the Snow, White Christmas, Candy Cane Lane, which if you haven't, don't waste your time, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Noel, The Grinch, which is the new, uh, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch version, Christmas with the Cranks, oh, okay. The Holiday, of course, Mr. Kruger's Christmas, just last night. Wow. And Spirited. And did I not have the holdovers? Well, it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the, it, it's got a Christmas ornament on the, on the, I'm adding the holdovers. All right, go ahead and add. Okay, so you just gave a big list. Were any of those first times, or is this just standard stuff? The holiday's the first time. And, oh, there's the holdovers. I see it. Okay. Uh, what else is first time? Candy Cane Lane's first time. Dashing Through the Snow is the first time. So those three are new. Well, surprises there? Are they going to be next time as well? Um, maybe Dashing Through the Snow. I thought that was pretty cute. What else? I mean, The Holiday. I, the Holiday's kind of a sweet movie, isn't it? And then the oh, yeah. the holdovers I thought was pretty funny. I think my I didn't watch it with my wife and kids, but I think they'll really like it. So that we may bump that up to Christmas Eve. That's the you can't go to bed until you watch Paul Giamatti smell like fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Okay, well uh, the one that we watched besides the ones we're talking about on the podcast this time is uh, Bell Book and Candle. Have you ever seen that? Oh, is it good? I, you know what? Thinking about it, I think I really like it more and more. Um, it's uh, what's her name? No, not Deborah Kerr. What's her name? Oh shoot! I've, the the woman in Vertigo. Oh, oh, it's driving me crazy. I had it before we started. The recording. main girl in Vertigo. Yeah, the main girl in Vertigo and Jimmy Stewart. Kim Novak. Thank you. Okay. Yes, Kim Novak. Yeah, Kim Novak and Jimmy Stewart. The same year as Vertigo, they were in this movie, Bell Book and Candle. And it's a Christmas Kim- movie. It's a Christmas movie where Kim Novak is a witch at Christmas, Ooh. and she hates Jimmy Stewart's girlfriend because they were in the same sorority together or something. And so she casts a spell on Jimmy Stewart to make him like her. But what does she do? I'll give you one guess. And it's Christmas. And she's a witch. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she's a great witch. Kim Novak, I think, uh, really defined alluring witches for years to come. This trailer so, looks incredible. And the poster. Yeah. What is wrong yeah. with Jimmy Stewart's face on this poster? <laughs> well, he's entranced. I guess so. Yeah. And drained yeah. of all his blood. Wow. That's another, yeah, that's a side effect of dating a witch. Okay. Uh, awesome. Okay, so anyway, that was fun. So that's a, a good Christmas. And so, uh, gosh, what is it? December 13th? Gosh, okay. Yeah. Christmas 12 days away. Gotta Season's get cracking. Yeah. A lot more, lot more uh, flicks to see. Okay. Uh, oh, and this is something else that we didn't decide beforehand. Uh, okay, I'm in charge of this one, mm-hmm. so I think that means you are summing up the holiday, and I'm summing up spirited, and then you're summing up the first half of the holdovers. Sounds good. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The holiday. This is 
when's the when was the holiday? This is like early two thousands. December twenty fifth. Okay, thank you. Two thousand six. So this is it. Kind of feels just like a nineties rom com, right? So it's a Christmas romantic comedy. Um, emphasis on comedy because Jack Black just goes crazy in this film. <laughs> well, okay, but seriously, what kind of tranks tranquilizers did they put Jack Black? On? I have no idea. It is so weird to see Jack Black playing like a serious romantic role. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's just really weird. Yeah. Here's the deal, okay? So you've got these two ladies. You've got Lily, who's been in love with a guy for years, but he kind of is just using her to have, you know, someone who's always there. Isn't her name Iris? I said Lily, didn't I? But it's Iris. You're right. It's Iris. So I wonder if in my awards yeah. I have hers, Lily. There <laughs> it is. I do. Not in my awards. That was just me saying that. So here we go. Uh, you have Iris and you have Amanda and they both have boy problems. Iris, her problem is she's in love with a man who's just using her and stringing her along. And he's now engaged to some girl named Sarah. I think it's Sarah. Sounds like a good name. So Maybe Iris. that's Lily. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lily Tomlin. So Iris wants to get away and just forget everything. And then you have Amanda, whose boyfriend has been cheating on her, and he admits it, and she kicks him out. And she like, just... against the against the advice of the, of her gardener, yeah, he admits it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like he's like don't do it, don't do it. But so Amanda's this really wealthy person in Hollywood who produces trailers for films. Man, I would love that job. Seems like a great job. What a great job! <laughs> and it's like that's all she does. Like forty trailers a year, and but and she doesn't actually do them. She just owns the company she that does them. them. And, yeah, and she approves them. Yeah, yeah. Man, John Krasinski does them, and she approves them. Okay, yeah. so that's her. So she's got this mansion in L.A., but she wants to get away. So she goes on to the onlines, and I guess some form of early Airbnb. And she hooks up with Iris, and Iris is letting out her cottage, and she asks Iris how much it is, and Iris says, no cost, let's swap homes, and which, would that freak you out or what? But anyway, they decide, yeah, let's just swap homes. So Iris gets to come to LA to this gorgeous mansion, and I'm going to be honest, though, Amanda, I think she gets the better deal because it is the cutest little English country cottage you've ever seen. It just, it looks like Christmas. And yeah, it is Christmas. It is it's Christmas. all like, I think it might be where Christmas started. It's possible, yeah. In that cottage. So I think, I, let me tell this story one girl and then the other, okay? I don't want to keep okay. going back and forth. So Amanda gets to England and she gets to this cottage and it's not quite everything she's used to. She's used to having wealth and whatever. And uh, so anyway, Amanda is played by Cameron Diaz. And she's kind of settling in. She kind of hates it. She's getting ready to go home. But Graham knocks on her door. And Graham is Iris's brother. And Graham says, Iris lets me sleep on the couch whenever I'm too drunk to drive home. And so instead of just saying sure. Also, Iris lets me sleep in her bed sometimes. (laughs) So instead of just saying sure or no, thank you, she lets him stay. And also they totally do it. Mm -hmm. Because that's a Christmassy Eve thing to do. And so they wake up in the morning and she's like, yeah, that was fine. I mean, she, she, she really is out of control. Like she really needs her girlfriends to rein her back. <laughs> like at this point, because she totally says I'm going through a tough time. So I think we should do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is Graham. And, and so he goes away. She thinks she's going home, but she decides, you know what? I'm going to stick around. So she gets to know Graham better, and it's played by Jude Law. 
and they're kind of a real cute couple. And I think uh, he goes to try to kiss her, but he doesn't, I don't know if he's never kissed a woman on her lips, if he's not used to this newfangled modern mouth kissing, but he like kisses her eyes and her ears and everything. And eventually he finds the lips. So that's good. He just assumes it's a British thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) They start to kind of form a relationship. And then one day she surprises him at his house because earlier on he had mentioned like, you know, I'm complicated. Women don't like having a relationship with me. And you think it's just because he's a lousy drunk who sleeps around, et cetera, et cetera. And he keeps getting phone calls from Sophia and she just meets him at his house and surprises him. But he's busy, John. He's got girls over. Those girls are his daughters. That's Olivia and Sophie. And so he's got a couple girls. And I think it kind of seems like he did a really smart thing and hired the two most adorable girl actresses just in case Cameron Diaz shows up (laughs) because he's all worried. He's like, oh, are you going to be like not into me since I know now that I have the two most adorable, well-mannered girls in Britain? (laughs) And since they're the most well-mannered, adorable in Britain, that covers it for pretty much the world. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they are really, really cute. They invite her in. Um, they show Amanda their tent, and they get <laughs> into the tent. And they're having a good Christmassy tent time. And Amanda, of course, thinks the kids are just adorable. And then, uh, so I'm looking at my notes, and it just keeps going back and forth between the two movies. The, That's the point is, is they're like forming this relationship, but the her vacation is ending. And she has to go back to L.A. So she's like, hey, this relationship just isn't going to work. I have to go back. That's just the way this is. And so she goes to catch her plane and she gets halfway away from the house. And she has the driver turn around and the driver isn't turning around fast enough. So she runs through the snow and she gets to the cottage where he's at. And he she opens the door and he's been weeping because he tells her earlier in the movie that he cries all the time. And I think she had mentioned that she hadn't cried since her parents got divorced like physically incapable of crying so i think did her parents die i don't know i don't think they died i think they got divorced i'm pretty Maybe it was just divorced. yeah yeah so okay. but on the way to the airport she started crying and she's like oh, it, it was holdovers no no it wasn't that never mind yeah. <laughs> someone's parents recently died some messed okay. up parental relationships yeah. in several of these yeah. movies okay so yeah yeah Anyway, on the way to the airport, she's crying. So she turns around, she gets back, and he had been crying too. And doggone it, it's a Christmas miracle they're together. But John, they're not the only ones who are going to be together in that cute little cottage. Let's go back to Iris. Iris gets to L.A. By the way, it was Adam Sandler's parents who died. That's who I was thinking. The wedding singer. Oh, boy. Sorry. I'm a podcast behind. Okay. (laughs) So Iris is in L.A. and Jack Black's character, his name is Miles. He comes over to do business with Amanda because Amanda's not very responsible. She just left. She didn't tell anyone. She didn't leave any messages or email or text anyone. She just got out. And so Jack's like, well, okay, I've got some work to do. So I'm probably going to be back over for stuff. Anyway, she's kind of running Amanda's business a little bit. But she's she's trying to find herself, and she's doing it be, by befriending our favorite. Well, I'm okay. I'll I'll save that for awards. She she right. she befriends a writer, a Hollywood writer. He's kind of an ugly old man. He's an ugly old man. He's neither yeah. good nor bad. He's ugly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But he's adorable, and he's kind of getting older, and and she finds out that he's been invited to this like awards night where they want to honor him for his work, and he's like, I don't want to do it. I can't even climb up the steps onto the stage, and it's just going to be embarrassing. And she says, I'm going to train you up. 
and I'm going to get you to where you can do it. And so they do lots of pool aerobics and they get him some clothes and Jack Black is kind of involved in this whole thing. And Jack Black's girlfriend has been dallying around with someone else. She tells him that she's on a shoot in New Mexico while she's just like a block away on the payphone. Something like that, right? <laughs> Going to the same video rental store that Jack Black goes to. And Dustin Hoffman, yes. So yeah. we know that she's a hussy before this happens, though, because Jack Black is talking to our friend, the screenwriter. Is his name Arthur? I think that's right, Arthur. Okay, yeah. and he says, "Yeah, she's uh, away on a shoot in New Mexico." And Arthur gives that look that's like, "Whatever, your girl's totally cheating on you." But Miles and Iris are starting to form a relationship, and it really takes off when Miles learns his lady's been cheating, and they get close to each other, and they basically are bonding over the fact that they are both super dependent on people who will never love them back, and mm. they keep dating people who they know are awful. And it reaches a boiling point where they're kind of getting close and he gets a call from his ex-girlfriend. He says, hey, I got to go see her. And in the meantime, guess who comes and visits Iris? It's the guy that she likes, but is a big fat jerk face. His name is Jasper. Who plays him? What's that actor's name? Because he plays Rufus Sewell. Yeah, he's the really handsome, awful person in every movie he's in. He's He just has that face. He's always an awful person. I only know one other movie he's in. Which is... I'm saving up for awards. Okay. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> all right. Anyway, he shows up at her house. And he's like, hey, look, I traveled all the way across the Atlantic to come see you. Isn't that awesome? And she, he's trying to kind of romance her, and he wants to give her a gift. And she's like, hold on. Are you still dating Sarah? Are you still getting married? And he's like, isn't it enough that I'm confused about everything for you? And then she finally gets John, her gumption, doggone it. And she kicks him out. And it's because she'd been listening to Arthur. And Arthur said, I write all my female characters after my wife because my wife had spirit and she had gumption. And so Iris stands up for herself. She kicks. And Arthur tells her, I, I've thought about this a lot. You're the leading lady of this story, yes. but you're acting like the best friend. The best friend. Which I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. So she kicks him out and she goes to Arthur's award ceremony and it's awesome and guess who also shows up at the award ceremony miles because miles finally stood up for himself as well and the gig is up for the bad girlfriend and the bad boyfriend and the only way that this movie can end even happier than it already is is if iris goes back to london which she has to because her time is up and she takes miles with her and they have a cozy christmas together the two couples in the cottage merry christmas yeah. holiday people that's it's i love that they all get together in the cottage so of cute. course they do it's so it's cute. just and it's and it's like it's kind of like i'm not like oh that's so clever it's just you know made for it yeah it's just like that's what's of, of course it's just this organic normal natural thing you can see it coming but it's like oh they're all friends now because of this fun holiday experience and yeah so i do really like that a lot and i just realized the true miracle of christmas in the holiday is your significant other cheating on you. <laughs> yeah. Three cases of that in this movie. And if those, if those infidelities didn't happen, then these people wouldn't be getting together. So that's the big blessing, right? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So this movie is adorable. And, and I want to give a hint, not a hint, some advice to our fans who help pick these films 
It would be mm-hmm. lovely if every year we had like a romantic comedy Christmas movie, something like this, like a Hallmarky kind of thing. It would yeah. be great if we had at least one movie that had a Santa Claus in it. And then for the <laughs> third one, whatever. You know, classic would be nice, but whatever. Um, but Horror? Horror? <laughs> sure. We, we, we often do. We often do for Christmas. I was going to complain that, that we don't have a single Santa Claus movie. Now, we do have a movie with a Santa Claus in it, and we will get to that. Yes. Because we must. So yes. uh, that's this movie. Can I ask a question? Amanda wanted to go back after one day. If she shows up yeah. in LA, what happens to Iris? Does Iris just awkwardly hang out with her? Or does Iris have to go home? Um, I guess the best case scenario is she's like, look, I, it's my fault. I just couldn't handle, I couldn't handle your way of life. <laughs> your savage way of life <laughs> in Surrey, England. <laughs> And I I had to come back. So, but there's I live in a huge giant mansion. So why don't you still hang out here? Because yeah, there there've got to be, be like five bedrooms in that house. Maybe not all of them have the shutters that enable Iris to get to sleep, yeah. where she pushes the button and, and <laughs> she goes into submarine mode. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love how the like the first five days of Kate Winslet's holiday is just is her recovering from jet lag pretty much. Mm, yeah but yeah i i guess that's what happened but i mean you gotta complain to cameron diaz because it's like yeah the picture looks nice but i mean it is cold and snowy you do know that right yeah i mean she's she's from la and she wants like this picturesque christmas but she also okay if you're from california you're fine and i love you but man you guys complain about snow and winter um And uh, like you said, she knows what she's getting into. She didn't think she was going to show up in, in London and it would be like a balmy 75 or 80 degrees, right? Right. And there's running water in the cottage. Yeah. Like, it's not like, I mean, that cottage could have had, Kate Winslet recently must have spent $80,000 or 80,000 pounds, <laughs> I suppose. Like, just refurbishing the bathroom and everything in there just looks just incredible. It's, it's gorgeous. Like the, and the, <laughs> You know, Kate Winslet should be a millionaire because she should just be living with Graham and renting out that cottage to tourists. Yeah. I think, yeah, it would just, she would, which I, that's probably eventually what she did. Cause this is before Airbnb days. And yep. my question, and you alluded to this and I guess this was a thing. I just don't remember it cause I don't get out much, but the whole home swap concept, I, I find it insane it is like, insane <laughs> it's so crazy because they don't even speak on the phone they're just two strangers chatting on the internet it's like i will give you my entire life and i trust that you'll take care of my life and i'm gonna go ahead and take yours and i'm just gonna assume that you know you're not gonna steal my life my identity my things <laughs> everything about me oh uh, well so you know that with this home swap thing someone out there is like showing a picture of their beautiful house, but then when you get to the address, it's the same address they gave to Eunice. At the <laughs> right, right. Like, you you home swapped with four or five nine Dorella Street. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so maybe I I think that probably happened most of all. But I think this home swap thing, it probably I'm guessing about fifteen months where people were home swapping before. Um, someone was either entirely robbed of everything they own or murdered. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it was a great fad until something really, really crazy. It happened. lasted a month. That's why we never heard of it. 
Yeah. All yeah. the murders. <laughs> we we missed we missed the boat. Yeah. So I had a question on that home swap thing. Just like was that a thing? But I it, I think it was a thing. I totally think it was a thing. But I'm surprised. Uh, my other question is, what were the kids' names again? Sophia, Sophie, Sophia, and Olivia. Olivia, Olivia, and Sophia. Okay. So each of them had their own phone. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> well, because, yeah, the caller ID pops up for each one of them. <laughs> 2006, that is really early. That's for... really early. Yeah, I mean, all kids have phones now, but, yeah, I, I'm just surprised that <laughs> these toddlers had phones back then. Okay, I found a website called homeexchange.com. <laughs> it still exists? You can swap homes, yep. <laughs> Should we swap homes? Uh, no, it's okay. You're welcome to come visit, but... <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've seen my home. It's kind. Of, it's very cottagey. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and get on the, get on that. I'm curious to see by the end of the podcast. I'm curious to see where your home swap leads you. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, the holiday. Uh, lots of fun. I, I, you know, in case I forget to mention this, like in my rankings, I think the thing I like about the holiday is. Hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how I was. I was because I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, it it is very aptly titled, and it's just so interesting that one person's just mundanity and terribleness and something they need to get away from is another person's haven from whatever they're going through. Yeah. Um. And. And so it's just it's just nice to see. It's just like okay, you know what? We all need a breath of fresh air. We all need to reach out to each other, and then uh, we can reassess what we do have, and also appreciate what we were able to holiday. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, it's pretty good. Last Christmas, um, we didn't home swap, but we did decide our little family and my brother-in-law and his kids. We rented a cabin in West Virginia. And it was just so nice to like go somewhere new and there was snow on the ground and it was just lovely. So I understand the urge to try something different. And yes, yes. Yeah. And I'm saying that as someone who does not usually appreciate doing that. Yeah. By the way, when we get there, I have no idea how to rank these three films from first, second, third. When have you ever had an idea? But I feel like the past 10 <laughs> podcasts have said that. These three movies are so completely different. Yeah. I, I don't I don't even know where to begin. It's gonna I guess it'll just be like a gut thing. So when we get there, anyway, I can, I can totally appreciate that. But okay, well, the holiday I would not mind watching this again next Christmas because I feel like it has a real Love Actually vibe, but it doesn't have the baggage of Love Actually because yes. people don't like Love Actually anymore. Yes, um, I didn't you know, like it to begin with, but but yeah, so. Uh, I I used to like it much more than I do now. I'm still kind of a defender of it, but can, can I tell you? Um, What's fascinating about the holiday, because it looks like it's just like barely above being a Hallmark Christmas special. Yes. It cost $85 million, and I have no idea where that budget went, unless Cameron Diaz was like a $30 million actress already at that point. But this film raked in $200 million bucks, which is just oh. crazy for a holiday romantic comedy. Wait, it did not. That it most certainly right. did. This was not like two hundred million dollars for this type of movie is like the biggest movie of the year. I don't know what to tell you. Two hundred million. I'm just getting around to, man. I think you know. I want to meet the guy who's just 
having a gas feeding you all the numbers that you come up with. <laughs> well, let me give you another one. The okay. budget for Spirited was $200 million. By the way, was Spirited ever in the theaters? No, this was a Apple TV. It was made I can't Apple. believe that was an Apple TV movie. Yeah. That is... that Okay, well, I guess let's talk about Spirited now. Let's talk about Spirited. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Spirited, it is... Just about the biggest budget thing I've ever seen uh, <laughs> exclusively on my television. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's pretty much... Okay, so um, Will Ferrell, he is in charge of this company, and he starts singing a lot. And uh, right when they start singing, uh, invariably, one of the other characters saying, like, will say... Oh, so we're doing this? We're doing we're singing a song now? Oh, which uh was not super funny the first time they did it and not super organic. The 50th time a character says, "Oh, are we seriously singing right now?" I wanted to punch my Apple TV. There was so much of that happening. It's like, "Yes, it is a musical, and yes, we're going to acknowledge it's a musical, and some people don't like that it's a musical, and some people are like, are you singing now? I can't believe you're singing. And they say that every time there's a song, and those people are annoying. So, Yeah, uh, you put like, this is a musical where one of the characters always has to recognize that it's a musical and complains. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, so it's like, uh, you know how we always grew up is like, I don't get it. What's the logic of this universe? Why do they just break out in song? Well, the alternative is way worse where they, they constantly reference it. <laughs> so I think you made a slight mistake. The, the Will Ferrell doesn't own the company. I think Marley does. I think Marley's in charge of yeah, this whole yeah, operation. This guy named Marley is in charge of this operation. You're like, Marley, does that name sound familiar? Well, it should because pretty much they go around scrooging people. Every yeah. year, the company scrooges somebody. This year... Uh, it's Rose Byrne, and Rose Byrne is the neighborhood Karen, and they talk <laughs> her into being nice to people, and uh, so she's nice. And then they're like, okay, well, what should we plan for next year? We have a whole year to plan. She has such a and great like, moment, I'm sorry, where like yeah. she's, she's like coming around, right, and she's telling the ghost of Christmas future that she'll change her ways, and she's sorry that she reported her neighbors, and then one of the things she says was, I'm sorry I reported my neighbors. Uh, treehouse even though it's a flagrant violation and so <laughs> i thought she was pretty great okay yeah rose Byrne. have we uh by the way she she wasn't my guest but i'm have we done a rose Byrne movie because she's so. she's one of my favorite uh people mm. rose Byrne. she's uh she's always fun uh okay so they have to plan who they're gonna scrooge next christmas yeah and uh, they're planning on this hotel concierge. Oh, he's so good. Who, who hates like the janitor? He like, really hates that janitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, you get out of here! Don't let the guests see you, you piece of scum. <laughs> uh, probably should have gone with that guy because I kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's worse than Ryan Reynolds. He might be worse than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will Ferrell wants to Scrooge Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds runs like kind of a PR firm that specializes in like mudslinging and getting people riled up against each other and profits off of yes, it. Yes, manufacturing um, outrage. 
right? Yeah. That's what he does. He manufactures outrage. So like he's like it shows him in the beginning as he's talking to the Christmas tree convention people, and he's basically it's the idea like that there's this giant war on Christmas, which by the way, every single year we hear about there's this war on Christmas, but as I drive around, I don't see it, right? But I guess it it's good to have something to be angry about during Christmas. Well, so there you well, go. The the yeah, the anti Christmas ninjas are in Christmas camouflage. That's is what true. You're Maybe I yeah. don't see them, yeah. So yeah. that's what that's yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. So uh, he's pretty fun. Um, I guess his the, the big thing that makes him a villain is that uh, he's really charismatic and people like him a lot, yeah. uh, which is kind of funny that that makes you a villain. But I suppose that is dangerous, too, because he convinces a lot of people to do really cruel things. Like one such person is his adorable niece, uh, who is thinking about running for a student office and he hatches a plan. He tells um, uh, Viola Davis. Uh, that's that's who it is, right? It's um, not Viola Davis. <laughs> shoot. Who is it? <laughs> I think it's so funny that you think it is. It's Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Look, Viola, Octavia, they're musical terms. Sure. Okay. I'm glad that's, that's, that's what you're getting confused. That's confused. what I was thinking. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Octavia Spencer uh, is his second in command, and she is the she's the op general. Right, yeah. uh, so she finds dirt on this like eighth grade kid. He convinces his his niece to repost something that he deleted that was you know embarrassing because it made him look like a big you know scumbag, like all sixth graders are. Yeah, They're all he said a, he said a stupid thing when he was in sixth grade, and now he's yeah. going to get punished for it in eighth grade when he's running for student government. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, but they start up with the scrooging and uh, the ghost of. Cr- Will Ferrell, I didn't mention this. Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. Is who he is. He's taken on that form and, you know, kind of like the Dread Pirate Roberts, I guess it cycles through a bunch of different people over the centuries or whatever. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past is uh, just a woman who works at the office who, I don't, needs a few HR lessons. I, there's just not a lot of oversight with the ghost of Christmas past because instead of teaching Ryan Reynolds about the past, she just hooks up with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and that's the end of it. Yeah. And when, he's done. When she's ready to, to take him on his Christmas past thing, he, he says, can I just shower first? Cause I feel great. Like, oh uh, yeah, you should, you should probably shower. Right. And then, and then she just comes back to the headquarters and is like, can you take over? Because <laughs> the, I think I've lost it. So, but yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, Ryan Reynolds, at one point he says, this is just like that Bill Murray movie with Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait. So he knows exactly what's going yeah. on. Okay, but the thing is, it's the standard stuff. Ryan Reynolds sees his past. He sees his life as a kid. He sees, you know, some traumatic things. He sees what people are going through. He sees that eighth grade kid who's going to, like, have a hard time because of what he told his niece. And, he, and it's the standard Scrooge thing. Now, where the twist comes is he starts firing back at Will Ferrell, who's showing him around. Yeah. He's like, I want to know more about you. And Will Ferrell gives in, and they go back to the 1800s, where it we find out Will Ferrell was actually Ebenezer Scrooge. Dun, 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 dun. Which is crazy. And I feel dumb for admitting I thought Will Ferrell was just Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think people saw this coming. I didn't see it coming. I think mostly because I'm like, I don't want any more complication to all this dancing is kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> so the reason, so anyway, 
Will Ferrell wants to save Clint. His name is Clint, by the way, which I yes. like. I love that name for his character. Of course, his name is Clint. <laughs> so, but he wants it's almost a Chad. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Will Ferrell was an unredeemable, and Clint yeah. is also an unredeemable, and Will Ferrell figures if I can fix this unredeemable, then maybe there's still hope for me. Because, but for some reason, fixing an unredeemable is against the rules, even though he set the biggest precedent of all. Yeah. Right? I don't know. That's kind of weird. I mean, because don't they say Scrooge was the first one? I don't know if he was the first one. One. I mean, he's he's certain. I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's like we saved an unredeemable, and now this unredeemable refuses to quit his job after forty six seasons of potential retirement. Yeah. Isn't that a huge success in fixing somebody? You would think that after. I mean, saving Scrooge, they would yeah. only go after unredeemables, right? Yes, that's what you would think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. But now we kind of get – the interesting thing about this movie is the back and forth between the guy – you know, Will Ferrell is trying to save. Ebenezer's trying to save this guy, Clint. And Clint pushes back on him and says, hey, I want to learn a little bit more about this and, you know, what makes you tick and why should I just follow you and, you know, who are you to – to judge me, it's kind of easy, you know. I, I mean, I have to make a living, and so, and I make a living doing this, and you know, that's that's what's been given, you know. And so, th- there's just a little bit more of that, and also, Ebenezer, he is, I guess, self-conscious. Like, is he redeemed? And he sings a song like, "Am I redeemed?" Because, and I don't know if Dickens wrote this or not. But Ebenezer Scrooge died three weeks after his big transformation. <laughs> yeah, they have like this thing where he's like, you know, I was only around for three or four. And I think, uh, uh, what's his head? Ryan Reynolds says years, but at the same time he says years, Will Ferrell says weeks. <laughs> but that, no, that is not the way Dickens wrote it uh, because I, he was, you know, he, the, the idea is that Scrooge was known to be a man who kept Christmas, right? And so like he has years more. But I, I don't know. So it, it makes so I guess the idea then is that Will Ferrell's like, I don't even know if I would have continued to be a good person, right? Like I had a change and it lasted a couple of weeks, but would I really have stayed good? And Ryan Reynolds says the same thing at the very end of the movie. He's like, Hey, I fixed a bad decision, but in a few weeks I'm gonna make bad decisions again and I'm just gonna justify it and everything will go back to normal because that's how uh, humans work right mm-hmm. and so but that i mean there are like some things so one of the things that ryan reynolds that, i'm sorry that clint does that is shown to him is he ruins his boss's business and he's like yeah but what you don't see is that i then got a really good job for uh john's viola davis <laughs> <laughs> Octavia Spencer. Uh, Octavia Spencer. And so he's like so proud that he got her a job, but but then well, I guess he doesn't realize is like she hates her job. It makes her feel like an awful, awful person. And so he didn't save her. He kind of ruined her a little bit. Right. Right. And then the, the other big one is that he when his sister was dying of cancer, he refused to watch over uh his niece, instead pawned him off on Uncle Owen. So right. Well, Uncle Owen was game. Yeah, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, man, what a good person. He picks chicken out of chicken noodle soup in order to make it vegetarian. He's fine. And he loves his brother, too. Yeah, he does. He kind of should have been the first choice, maybe. I mean, I'm going to put this on the sister. I mean, you pick Owen before you pick Clint. Poor character judgment, right? If you thought that Clint was the right one, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the end of this movie is kind of my favorite part because okay the thing is 
I've always had a problem with A Christmas Carol. And I think I finally realized the problem I have with A Christmas Carol watching this movie. And it's exactly what they address in this. And I don't know. And I never read it. And I'm sure on paper it works much better. But here's the thing. In every Christmas Carol I've ever seen, I always kind of have a hard time believing the transformation. And I think it's because if if you just barely realize what kind of person you are and you do need to change, I feel like you owe it to the world to go through a process of sorrow that you just skip past, you know? And you, like, Scrooge skipped past the part that Ryan Reynolds is talking about. It's like, okay, I have to work a little harder, I have to do a little good, and it's not a switch. I considered myself evil, now I consider myself good, and so I'm going to be happy about it. Like, you have to to change yourself, you can't just say I'm good, you know, which is always what it seems like at the end of every A Christmas Carol I've ever seen. Now, on paper, I think it works probably a lot better, and you can see it in the words, and you can see a little bit more of the internal thoughts, and I think you can see Scrooge probably deciding what kind of person he is going to be from now on, rather than just being obnoxiously happy to everyone he meets because I don't like those kind of people. And maybe that's the other problem we have with A Christmas Carol. But I, I just feel like there is time missing. The Scrooge character owes the work rather than just flipping the switch, you know? Yeah. And so I'm glad they sing a song about it. Like, maybe this is what we need to do if you want to, you know, uh, you know, be a better person and become Scrooge because Scrooge is a hero because he is good and he is generous and he is if you do just become that immediately you still have to put the work in daily so yeah yeah anyway which is why you know i I think that's will ferrell's whole problem right that like hey i died three weeks later i don't know if i would have done it and like real change does take time right takes time and I, i will say that you know as like for myself whenever i like witness a really inspiring movie or hear someone speak about being good and kind to people and changing your life, I think I I get this high of goodness. Uh, but the next day I'm in a bad mood again. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not just because I appreciate it doesn't mean that's who I became. It's yeah. just who I aspire to. And so, so becoming I, someone is different than who you aspire to. I also do love the at the end of this film and it's kind of it's it's uh it's not it's not gimmicky but it's, i love this so he gets hit by a bus ryan reynolds gets hit by a bus and yeah. he's up he's like this is stupid i you know i was making changes i was becoming a better person why am i now dead but the reason is like there's no value to the sacrifice unless it has consequences right because what finally turns ryan reynolds character around like what gets him redeemed is that he he sacrifices his life in order to save Will Ferrell, right? He pushes him out of the way from that bus. And so, surprise, Will Ferrell retires and gets to live with Octavia Spencer, and the new Ghost of Christmas present is Clint. Yeah, so he takes over Scrooge's position, who took over from the big fat cartoon and mickey's christmas carol from <laughs> but it, it is kind of funny like he does go through the exact same process that scrooge went through like so doesn't he have the same question in his mind like i got i got redeemed in an instant and then i got hit by a bus yeah 
And so, you know, would I have made it the rest of my life? Would I have, you know, it, it is kind of, I like it. I like the questions they're bringing up, but the movie kind of traps itself in this really weird way. So I think it's before he gets hit by a bus where he's like, I'm not really going to change. I'm a selfish person and that's who yeah. I am. That's who I'm going to be. But I think the point is that he, he believes that he's not really capable of change, but then he does the ultimate unselfish thing. Yeah. Right. And so I think maybe he's a little bit wrong about himself. Um, so anyway, right, right. The, the point, yeah. yeah so uh, everything, and the good news is that he can come and hang out with uh, Will Ferrell and Octavia Spencer anytime he wants at their new like cottage. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and the other thing I didn't mention is that Will Ferrell and Octavia Spencer are dating. Yeah. <laughs> she can they, see they the ghost of Christmas present. And I, it has something to do with because he subconsciously wants her to see him. Yeah. Okay. Is that what it has to do? Cause that was one of my questions. She can see every ghost of Christmas present in every incarnation. Is that because she is like a mutant? Oh, I don't know. Like, and that's her one power. Being that's able to power. see just the ghost of Christmas present. Sure. <laughs> I, okay, that's what I'm going with because I think that was weird. Because she could see Will Ferrell and then she could see Ryan Reynolds after. Yeah. You know, I guess Ryan Reynolds is someone she knew in real life, so he has the option to haunt her. Sure. Like as a yeah. like ghost loophole. I think so. I do have a question though. At the very uh-huh. end, when it's like party in the headquarters, and by the way, guess who they're doing next year? Uh, they're doing the concierge. The hotel, hotel concierge. They should have done first of all because he needed it. Yeah. So they're having like a party in the headquarters or the nerve center, whatever you want to call it. And guess who's wailing on guitar? Oh, I didn't see. It's Owen. Is oh, Owen oh, 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 Owen the brother. Is yeah. Owen the brother dead? Who's watching the, the girl? Oh, he must have died. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't yeah. a surprise. He doesn't seem like he lives a particularly safe lifestyle, but but Owen's totally dead, and I, that's supposed I think, to be part of the yeah. party. Yeah, I think yeah, the niece probably she went through so much trauma over that you know cyberbullying thing yeah. that she pulled uh, out. We forgot to mention that in the Christmas present timeline, she posts the video, and then Josh Hubbins—that's the kid's name—freaking commits suicide. Oh, we didn't mention that. Holy oh, cow. It, it, gets, it gets crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. In this film, which is oh. mostly lighthearted and fun, and all of a sudden, kid kills himself because of something. It is bullying. mostly dancing. Yep. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, okay, yeah, don't worry. You know, we're going to we're gonna do the Netflix show with the, what's her name, with the thing where they play the Joy Division song. <laughs> what's that Netflix show that was controversial? I don't know. <laughs> Like 13 Reasons Why? Yeah, oh, yeah. it gets called 13 yeah. Reasons Why, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, okay, but I just, I do want to go back because I really appreciate and respect this movie for having the courage to go up against every a Christmas story issue that I've ever had, which is that um, I don't like, I, I just don't believe and I don't find sincerity in... Scrooge's transformation and if I do find sincerity in it that probably means he was never a bad guy to begin with you know because he was just pretending you know that's that's always what it seemed like the the whole flip a switch thing and they mention it you can't just flip a switch you have to do good every day but in order to illustrate that they have to have the unredeemable Ryan Reynolds flip the switch in the course of an hour of the movie 
So I think the thing with Scrooge is that it's I don't think he's an evil person and not, I'm just talking about like literarily or in the other films I mean he's kind of yeah. painted as this really bad person but I think that most people are good and he's just kind of sort of lost his way and there's some things that in his past that have that have kind of you know created who he is and and so he just needs to remember who he was and he basically what a christmas carol is 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 therapy scrooge is undergoing some serious therapy hmm. right right and so i think it's okay for him to decide hey i can see clearly where i'm at now is because of where what i've you know decisions i've made and i can i can make those changes but you're right like nothing happens overnight so i think he has the euphoria and the high of like hey uh i'm not dead that's good, number one, and I've got time to make things better. And and I imagine that if he lives longer than three or four weeks, he's probably going to have a few Christmases that are little, you know, not great. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. Totally. Anyway. And I don't want to. Yeah. Can I, I don't want to bad mouth Scrooge too much because you know uh, Katie talks about this all the time about how usually when we say Scrooge, he has a negative connotation when he should have the best connotation. Yes, I think that absolutely. Yeah. I I yeah. wanted to name one of our kids Ebenezer, and it's probably for the best that my wife wouldn't let me. But uh-huh. you know, he, Scrooge isn't. It, it should be a name. At the end of the book, says you know everyone always. Uh, what do you call it? When they hear the name Scrooge, over over the next three weeks, yeah. When they hear the name Scrooge, his name is connected with how to keep Christmas well, right? If anyone knew how to do it, it was Scrooge. So anyway, I will say, I love the singing and dancing. I wish they had not pointed out that they were singing and dancing. Just no. Just enjoy the fact that you're a musical. It's fine. I I I love the fact that this is a musical, but just you know own it without having to be stupid about it yeah i think we're like a little bit past the whole i don't know it seems it seems and this is who i am it seems very gen x yeah to kind of just kind of do this really fun boisterous thing and then undercut it all the time yeah Yeah. like isn't it stupid that this is a musical and and specifically there were a couple songs where i couldn't tell like if it was a sincere song or if they were like parodying what a musical song should be like. Right. Like, I mean, because Will Ferrell is singing it, yeah. which is strange. <laughs> but when he's like walking with Octavia Spencer and they're both singing their parts, but they're not really singing to each other. They, they can't hear each other. And they're kind of pouring their hearts out. And I thought this is, I think this is sweet, but also maybe they're making fun of musicals that try to be sweet. I, I, I don't know. I will tell you that's where I started I I was drifting off during that part, and I was so t- I'm like, why are they going on the most boring date now? <laughs> uh, I think I think it was just uh, it was the wrong time for uh, is this sweet kind of song because uh, I yeah the movie needed a lot more energy at that point yeah. because I mean it has a lot of energy. Also, it's a really long movie. It is a long movie, friends. Yeah, yeah. For a comedy musical it's a long movie so yeah uh the last thing i'll say about it is it's always fun to see an apple tv like a yeah an apple production something a movie that's sponsored by apple because as like an iphone user it's weirdly refreshing to see everyone in the movie using iphones and ipads and (laughs) 
like the stuff that I use instead of some random movie phone, you know, with like a weird, like, if you, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you'll see this in Ted Lasso all the time. Yeah. Everyone has an iPhone because they're advertising for iPhones on <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> and it's like so blatant and gross, but also it's just at home for me as an iPhone user. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. You ready to talk the holdovers? Holdovers. Okay, go halfway if you can figure out how. I have no idea what the halfway is. This movie, I am so conflicted about this movie. This movie had some things and then it made sudden changes. And also, like, it has this day one counter. And then, like, some days it's just not there. And then some days it comes back. And I don't understand, like, what the point of of doing it sporadically is. That I guess that's my big question. Why do they inconsistently use the day counter? I noticed that too. What's the and point of I doing it that, at all? You know, I, I think it's to imply that those days where the counter is on are the most like The Shining. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is a horror film. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And the, it is It is The Shining, right? Because they're, 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 they're locked in. Yeah, they're snowbound in winter. Yeah, at a, at a big place. Yeah. Yeah, at Barton. Yeah. So... This is about Barton, which is a preparatory school. It's like a high school for rich kids, and everyone who goes to Barton. It's, it's Dead Poet Society school. It's Dead Poet Society. They're all trying to get into Yale or Princeton or Harvard or whatever, right? Yeah. And you have this professor whose name is Paul. And John, up until like two-thirds of the way through the movie, I had no idea the character's name was Paul. But my notes all say Paul because I'm like, well, I'll just, Paul I'll just yeah. call him by the actor's name. Yep. So Paul is a uh, Paul Gimotti, Paul is a professor at this high school at Barton, and everyone hates him. And he's got some weird quirks. He's got like this weird lazy eye, which we will address. Which which one? And he also smells like fish for some reason. But he can't stand these kids. Like he, he hates them. He hates these super privileged kids who think they can just That's the thing. Yeah, they can they feel like they can just coast through class and they're going to get to Ivy League schools cuz their parents did. But he grades really hard. So he teaches ancient civilizations. And the first thing we see is he's giving final exam reports and everyone's getting like Fs and Ds and I think Tolly gets a B. Yeah, he gets the highest grade. He gets the highest grade. And he's like, okay, you all will have a chance to retake this test again after Christmas break, but it's on a completely new topic. It's going to be the Peloponnesian War. And Tully's like, oh, what was his complaint? He's like, are you really going to make us do a full class right now? Our parents are all waiting for us. And he's like, you're right, no class. Also, no test when you get back. So everyone hates Tully because he took away there. Which I just realized this. He did get like a B on the test, so yeah. he doesn't need to retake um, it. So he doesn't need to retake it. Yeah. yeah. So basically, everyone's going home for Christmas, except you have uh, four or five kids who are stuck behind. And, and you'll have to tell me if you like this, by the way, because they totally set this film up to where it's kind of like a Breakfast Club situation. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Where you've got these kids and they all have like a stereotype. We have the quarterback, we've got Tolly, who's kind of this smart outsider kid. And Tolly thought he was going to St. Kitts, but his mom said, uh, this is when I'm having my honeymoon with your new stepfather. So, sorry, no St. Kitts. And also, don't even come home because I won't be there. So, you're stuck at school. And you have the Mormon kid. and you Right. You have, you have uh, 
kid from Provo, i.e. John Madsen, age 12. <laughs> Here's the deal. Or Roy Felmore. I don't know. <laughs> what we are told, and, and so what we are told is this kid's parents are on a mission, and so he's stuck at Barton and he can't come home for Christmas. But ladies and gentlemen, this is how an LDS mission works if, a, if parents decide to do a mission. Now, they can be, they can be a president of a mission, which it sounds like that's what they are. Or you can be like a senior couple mission. But if you're a mission president and your kids are the same age as this boy, your kid goes with you to Peru. So he should be in Peru with his parents. You don't get left behind. He should be, but I don't know. Is there an exception? Because Barton, it it has, like, the kid is staying there at Barton. Yeah. And so, so I mean, you're saying because they send like, him to boarding school, they're like, and uh, they just maybe Barton's better than homeschooling him in Peru. I, I I think that must have been their their choice, and also they hate their son so much they actually fled to Peru on a mission. They fled, yeah, <laughs> and put him in a boarding school. I mean, that's that's a possibility, but I mean, I don't know. It, it does seem like that's usually the case. That's the normal thing on missions because normal kids you know, live with their parents when they go to school, but yeah. this kid doesn't live with his parents so when he's going to school. Maybe I could see that. It seemed, so if it's me, I think the, the better experience for your kid is taking him to a foreign country where they got to, you know, live in the community for a couple years. But whatever, whatever. I guess I can excuse that, John, but they also kind of imply that maybe this kid is wearing uh, temple garments that LDS people wear. Um, I mean, they don't directly <laughs> say it, but it's brought up. And so there's that. And, and then he starts to explain it, but then he gets they, cut off. Thank, I think they steal his mitten or something. Thank heavens. They cut it off. And then also he mentions like, I wish I was home in Provo eating the traditional Mormon cinnamon apples, <laughs> 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 which I don't even know what he's talking about, but it sounds really good. And I want to find a recipe and make it's, them. Uh, kids from Provo high probably have the cinnamon apples. The cinnamon apples. Not, that's yeah. not a Tint View treat. Huh? That's a no, Provo no. high treat. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you also have a Korean kid. I don't remember why his parents didn't bring him home. And then lastly, you have the kid who's kind of like, you know, failing his classes and he's just a stoner, does a lot of drugs, right? And so you have these kids and like, what's going to happen? They're all stuck there with Paul Giamatti. And by the way, he makes did them you do. The, did you mention the long haired? Cool, yeah, the quarterback. Like, quarter, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. So they have to study every day. He has like mandatory study sessions and mandatory physical fitness. And it's just not pleasant. And there's only one cook and, and she, Mary, she doesn't have high quality food with her, and so it's not going to be great. So the quarterback kid, he says, "My dad's going to cave, and he'll let me come home, and, and uh, we'll we'll have some fun." And so, after like day two of them being held over, a helicopter shows up, and everyone gets to go skiing with the quarterback and his rich parents, except for now, Tolly. The the quarterback, he wasn't. His dad says, you're not coming skiing with us at Vail or whatever because I want you to cut your hair. Yeah, it's about cutting his hair. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so he's like, you know, I, I have – what's the thing that Gandhi did? That's what he's doing. That's why he's staying. He's like, you know, I, I'm doing the, the – Civil you know, the disobedience. Passive, the civil disobedience, yeah, the civil yeah. disobedience thing. So I'm staying and I'm waiting for him to give in. So his dad did give in by Real sending fast. the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everyone gets to go skiing with him uh, except for Tully because they can't reach his mom. Can't reach his mom. I should mention this is 1970, so no cell phones. She's on vacation. So basically he needed permission to leave the school from his parents and he can't get it. So now it's – it's so the movie completely switches 
mm-hmm. right? Because you have, I have, you have this idea that the film is going to be about this set of misfit kids, but it's not. It's just Paul Giamatti and Tully and the lunch lady, Mary. Mary, by the it, way, it pretty much switches to that scene in Breakfast Club where Paul Gleason, where where Vernon. <laughs> where Principal Vernon gets Bender in that supply closet and they're just staring each other down. And that's the hour, the, the, the final like hour and a half of, of the holdovers. <laughs> so we learned that Mary has a son that went to Barton who died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of hangs over a lot of the film. She's still kind of processing that grief. So basically, I mean, I, I, do you want to take it from here? I'm not sure what the halfway point is. I was thinking, yeah, it's around here. I think, the halfway point is pro- uh, probably this point when he goes crazy because Paul Giamatti is being pretty unreasonable, I would say. Yeah. Because the thing about Paul Giamatti is he he loves making these kids miserable. And you alluded to it. Yeah. Um, the more time this kid spends with Paul Giamatti, the more time Paul Giamatti actually reveals, oh, he does have a passion for these classical things, and he does find meaning of them and joy and everything, but that's not something he passes along to the students. And I guess we kind of figure out why a little bit later. I think, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I kind of think Paul Giamatti's kind of the, the villain. The, well, he's definitely the Scrooge, at the very least of the movie um so the kid goes nuts and he runs off he's like ah he's just like bender saying i want to be an airborne ranger and he runs through the halls of the school and uh and paul giamatti can't run because his legs are really floppy (laughs) like he can't run it's weird thing that's one of my questions why are paul giamatti's legs so weird and floppy i don't know he has so many physical ailments i have no idea yeah (laughs) that's really weird uh the Anyway, the kid running around um, because he has to, uh, he dislocates his shoulder. And this is really rough for Paul Giamatti. He's going to get fired because this kid dislocated his shoulder on his watch and everything. And so they take him into town to get fixed up. And Paul Giamatti, the ultimate rule follower, he starts to break down and breaks lots of rules to save his job. Yeah, the kid uh, says, uh, this is my father. And can we leave yeah. it out? Can we not involve the insurance? We'll just pay cash. Right, and so right. so he and, does Paul Giamatti a big favor, and that's going to come back around at the end of the film. Right, right, and that's and that's good. So you know, no one has to know about it, uh, and so that happens. And um, there is a party that they go to in town because Paul Giamatti likes one of the other teachers, and she invites him. But then it turns out one of the other teachers is like married. <laughs> I guess no one knew that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the other teacher has this really cute niece who is exactly, you know, the kid's age. Um, yeah. But the kid's name is Angus. I keep forgetting. Angus, Angus Tully. Tully yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he gets some fun sort of spin the bottle action in the basement um, with this <laughs> cute niece in town. So that's fun. That's just a, a thing that they go to. But they take Mary, and this is where she kind of succumbs to her grief of her son dying yeah. and her husband dying. Her Mary's husband died, right? Yep. Didn't Mary's husband die in a car accident? Is that who I'm also thinking of who died in a car accident? Uh, maybe. I, I something. He died young. He died like at 25, yeah. and her son died at 20. And so, you know, she just has this really young life, and uh, yeah, the, the men in her life are dying, and she just comes to grief. And so they kind of have to, you know, help Mary out of the party, and that's that's rough. And they eventually get her to her sister's house to stay at Christmas. And uh, Angus talks 
Paul Giamatti into taking him to Boston. It's like, let's go to Boston. We can go to the museum. And that's where Paul Giamatti's like true colors come out, you know, as far as classics and stuff, they bond over some ancient classical, um, ancient urn pornography. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So there's that, but he does sneak away and he, Paul Giamatti catches him, but he's like, he said his father was dead, but his father isn't really dead. His father is stationed at a place, not stationed, but living at a place that uh, kind of has bars, but also lots of guys in like white and everything. Anyway, he's in some kind of institution. Yeah. His dad kind of went a little bit uh, paranoid, schizophrenic. Yeah. 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 And so he went to see his dad, which is kind of a, you know, one thing about having a paranoid schizophrenic relative is the reunions you have with that person kind of don't go as you envision, yeah. I suppose, often. And so that's the case with him. Um, the thing is, uh, he gave his father a gift, and this kind of this is the plot device that carries us through the end of the movie. Christmas time is over. The semester is done and his mom and his stepfather come back and they want him removed from school because he snuck away. And the reason they found that out is because he gave a snow globe as a gift to his father and they do not want him associating with his father at all. They want him out. Paul Giamatti does the same thing that he did earlier. He's like, it was my idea. I insisted that he speak with his father. I thought it would be good. So you can blame me. And they throw him out of school now. And that's, and that's pretty much how it ends. The big thing I forgot, which I meant to say, this is the most important thing. We find out that Paul Giamatti was thrown out of Harvard when he was a kid and he went to the same Barton school and the person running Barton now is one of his students after he was thrown out of Harvard and became a teacher. And so he hates everybody. The reason he hates everybody, the reason he hates all these prep kids is because his prep kid entitled roommate stole and plagiarized from him, but he was the one who was blamed for the plagiarized stuff. He was thrown out of Harvard and that set him for the rest of his life. And so, I mean, he doesn't say that that's why he's so mean, but it does really seem like he does take pleasure in getting back at entitled kids. So rather than teaching them the joys of classics like he does with this one kid, uh, it sounds like the kids aren't really learning any joy out of the classics, and he just loves <laughs> torturing them. But he is is done now. He reached one kid, but that one kid is pretty cool. And yeah. so that's it. We don't know what he's going to do now, but I, I like to hope that he's going to... Um, we know Paul Giamatti has the power to reach these kids and to be an impression, you know, a great impression and, you know, lead them to like joy and beauty in the world. Um, So maybe he'll have the chance now that he's, you know, doesn't have the baggage of this, you know, of this school that (laughs) has passed through so many people that he kind of resented. Yeah. We, so we learned that he never finished college at all. So he's teaching without a college degree. Right. right, And one of the things that the kids make fun of him for, and so this is mentioned to him, he's like, you know, the students hate you, right? And, and, and he, and Tully also says, and the teachers do too. Most of the teachers hate you. You have to know that. But, um, and, and well, he nods kind of like, yeah, I know, but also maybe that was just like, a like he knew the kids, like maybe he didn't know the teachers hated him so much as he yeah. thought, you know, to hear a kid say is like, okay they must really hate me and I didn't realize how much or yeah. 
to that extent. So one of the things is like he's got this lazy eye and everyone calls him walleye. And Tully at one point like says, which eye am I supposed to look at, right? And so at the very end of the movie, after after Paul has bit the bullet and has gotten fired, the, one of the last things he says to Tully is, by the way, it's my right eye. This is the eye you want to look at, right? Right. So I, I, I really don't know how to... I don't know how I feel about this movie. I don't know what to say. Uh, because because of the eye thing. Because of the eye. The eyes got me so screwed up, John. No, I, I'm... I don't know. I, I just don't know. I mean, what did you think of this film? Well, it, it was... Uh, I mean, it, it was great. I think talking about it made me appreciate... Because it, it's, it's got that kind of Dead Poet Society vibe. But it has the whole okay. But the teacher is also he's got baggage. He's not yeah. super inspired, and so you know it's kind of got has the reverse. It's like the kid has to has to inspire the teacher, um, and uh, I I liked it a lot. I think it it was a little bit of you know Christmas miracle. These two people who hate each other um, and who have every reason to dis you know, continue disliking each other. There's just a certain sequence of events where they were able to get something out of each other and get some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of fulfillment in like this terrible circumstance. I, I kind of think Paul Giamatti was just a little extreme, you know, if, if he weren't so like such a stuffed shirt and a drill <laughs> sergeant, then none of this would have happened. Yeah. They could have, they would have just like lived, you know, in quiet, solemn reading time for two weeks. Uh, but that didn't happen because he was such a jerk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, because are you asking me because you're like, I did not like this movie and I'm feeling weird about it? I don't know. I Because I, okay. I feel like I think this movie is really good and I think it's a really high quality film and I think it's kind of brilliant and I kind of maybe, but also maybe I didn't like it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, now, how did you watch it? You didn't get to the theater, right? Oh, no. I watched it on the train. Like, I watch all my movies. It's high quality. So. Uh, well, I mean, I, I really appreciated how 1970s it looked. The feel. Yeah, like the the opening credits and everything. Like, it, it has, I mean, the it, it does a really good job of kind of nailing that older style and feel. Yeah. So, that's kind of fun, yeah. 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 Mm. By the way, did you appreciate how many times they almost but didn't quite say the name of the movie? <laughs> I did kind of appreciate that. Uh, but I had a hard time. I was in the theater, so I... Oh, you had a hard time was, taking notes, huh? It was really hard to take notes, and so I was kind of like, well, as far as like titular line award, it's probably not going to be for this movie, because it's going to be <laughs> hard to... Like, you should see like the notes I took. I have like my notebook, and... Like everything is off the lines, you know, and yeah. like bleeding into each other. There's like some things where it's like I wrote uh, something over the, another thing. So I, like, I missed two concepts because I wrote this over this. <laughs> hey, it should be mentioned that Paul allows the kids to retake that test after all. Right, right. Which is unfortunate for Angus because he got a really good score the first time. I bet it was optional. I bet Angus didn't have to retake the test if he didn't want to, but, but maybe I'm wrong. So what do I know? He's like, you have to take this test, Angus. And like, you dislocated my shoulder. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) And you fed me Cherry's Jubilee, (laughs) the back alley style. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) back alley Cherry's Jubilee. (laughs) Very good. Okay, Uh, here's here's a thing. 
I'll mention this now because I know I'm going to forget to to mention it. the The movie is very anti privileged white males, which mm-hmm. I mean, I felt attacked. But <laughs> no, I'll get past this. One of the things, and I I don't know if I saw this right because all these kids look the same to me. But civil disobedience guy, he's like, I want to have long hair. I don't want you know to be controlled by my military dad. Um, he says he's gonna like take me away, uh, you know, for a ski thing. But I'm I'm civil civil disobedient. I'm gonna stay here. But I think he's gonna give in. His dad does give in, and he takes the whole gang on a ski trip, except for you know the main characters and everything. When that kid comes back from break, his hair is cut. His hair is cut. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and so it's. It's kind of, I think that's just a little jab at like, okay, what, because the thing Angus and Paul have in common is they don't fit in with this crowd who kind of has everything they want, but they have to abide by the society rules that maybe go against their convictions or whatever. And the fact that the cool quarterback guy gave in to like this kind of society thing kind of it's like the kind of inevitability of the world that they're in, you know? So I thought that was just a weird little subtle thing. That's how I read it anyway. I don't know if it was supposed to be that, but um, pretty good movie. I'm sorry you hate it so much. I hated it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you want to start doing some awards after you give the, uh, what do you call it? The, you know, Let's do the sponsorship information. First of all, hey, you know what? Everybody go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash ours, 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 or patreon.com slash ours, 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 however you remember it best. Patreon.com slash O-U-R-S, O-U-R-S, O-U-R-S. Go there and uh, find content. Uh, You know, give us a buck. Throw us a buck. Yeah, uh, we might release some free stuff there later. And as you just heard, uh, you know, maybe we'll do a preview on the free feed just in case you need to know. So <laughs> more content to come in 2024. So there's that. Go to the Zazzle store, zazzle.com slash store slash Rex Bassior. Uh, go to uh, send us an email. Uh, yours, mine, there's podcast at gmail.com. Totally do it. Send us an email. Uh, we will totally read it on the air. Uh, go to the blog where there are links to everything. Oh, and I st- I'm behind on the blog. <laughs> Used to be my pride and joy updating the blog, but you know, whatever. Yours, mine, there's podcast.blogspot.com. Uh, go to uh, Facebook. This is the big deal because you see Roy's notes. You see all the polls. You can control what type of movie we watch and what kind of person we watch it with and what specific movie all that stuff you control that on the polls at facebook uh so go search for yours mine and theirs at facebook yeah, uh, you, you know we're gonna have to watch wedding movies so make us watch something that you want us to watch right 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 make us watch princess a wedding movie i don't want to watch <laughs> Uh, like uh, Beetlejuice is technically a wedding movie, you know. Yeah, because we we did Beetlejuice, but I think you're right; it is technically a wedding movie. Um, technically, I think Muriel's wedding is Mamma you know, Mia. Here we go again. I don't know. Yeah, we yeah, I mean, yeah all the, we could watch Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Here we go again, and Muriel's wedding. <laughs> and if you think I can't tolerate that much ABBA, uh, I dare you. Yeah. Um, okay, so go to Facebook, do all that. Okay, go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, give us a review, do that. Subscribe. 
you can subscribe there and go to Spotify. Listen on Spotify and listen many times to your favorite one because the uh, we will declare a winning podcast and a winning mm. guest host at the end of the year, which is just like uh, minutes just away, four short hours away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, uh, I always miss one, right? Is there something else? Is that it? That might be it. That might be it. Okay. You ready for rewards? Let's do it. Okay. First of all, first award of these, what is the best title? The best title is Spirited. I like it. Do you like it? I do. The other one is The Holdovers, and the other one is The Holiday. The Holiday is right out. Because it just describes that it's the holiday. But Spirited, right? Because, like, you know, the ghosts and the spirits, and it's, it's... Spirited. I liked it. Well, John, uh, that's the one you hate. But which one do you like? I see. I was going to pick the holdovers. I might actually pick the holiday, even <laughs> though it's right out, because it's because it's really a vacation. We say vacation in the United States, but I like how when you say the holiday, it really does seem like a British vacation when you mm. say it that way. And so, yeah, I'm I'm I might go with the holiday, although it could. It should be called the holidays, maybe. Don't might just do it, John. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, best poster. What do you think? I guess I like the holdovers. Um, Spirited is kind of fun. The uh, what do you call it? The holiday is right out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the holdovers. It's got you got the you got Paul Giamatti and Tully, and I think. I don't think they've just cracked out of a Christmas ornament. I think it's forced perspective. Maybe the Christmas ornament is broken on the ground right in front of us. And Paul Giamatti is like 20 feet away. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I would have liked to have seen that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'm going to go with a holiday. I like how I like how everybody's smiling so much. They really there are four people really enjoying their holiday on the cover of the holiday. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay, uh, opening credits, please. Well, yeah, this is obvious. The holdovers. Yeah, yeah. The the old '70s stuff with the the this film is rated with the weird screen and the old production yeah. things that look really grainy in '70s. Yeah, it's you know, all got like that. sound pops and it's really grainy, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's fun. Doggone it. And the music was, I don't know who, it, it wasn't Cat Stevens, but it was Cat Stevens-like, I think. Later in the movie, there is a Cat Stevens song. Oh, is there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, best technology. Okay. I have from Spirited, I guess the ghosts have like this weird glowy stone, and Will Ferrell uses it to look at not his past or his future, but his dreams. Oh, Right, yeah, that's weird. It's like yeah. a weird kind of, is it a seer stone? I don't, I don't know. know. It's like, here is what I would like my life to be. Stone, show it to me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, the afterlife is really strange. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, best outfit, please. Oh, no, no, wait, sorry. Oh, I didn't say yours? my technology. My technology is when Angus gets his shoulder dislocated and he goes to the hospital and they, they, they tell him, by the way, this is only going to hurt as bad as it's hurting already, which is a lie because it hurts really it's bad. It's totally a lie. <laughs> yeah, your shoulder popped back in. But they have a series of sheet pulleys. <laughs> well, the nurse like puts a sheet around him in a certain way. The doctor has another sheet. They're like 
three sheets wrapped around him in a certain way, <laughs> and the doctor and the nurse walk in a certain direction, and it pops his shoulder back in. It, yeah, it, it does. <laughs> it's like some kind of ancient Egyptian technology or something, but there's a lot of polymath and sheets. Okay. <laughs> best outfit. Yeah, best outfit. The Ghost of Christmas past. Her little, yes. uh, like her, like the red thing underneath her white uh, jacket. It's just a fun, cute little outfit. I don't know. I love it. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I picked. The white fluffy, it's like a white fluffy mini robe. Yeah. <laughs> around. Yeah. yeah. And she has like striped shoes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I'd wear that to work. Yeah. Okay, best name. Best name. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Roberto Fishman Pratt. <laughs> right, that's the name... Will Ferrell makes up when he realizes that um, Octavia Spencer can see him. And later names his kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's No, that's great. Okay, I went with Kate Winslet's character's name is, is Iris, Iris Simpkins. Ah. And uh, Rufus Sewell calls her Simpke. Oh. That's her, his little pet name for her, like based on her last Simpke, which I like. <laughs> okay, best food. Okay, well, you know, uh, I don't want to just tell you, I want you to hear about my favorite food. You ready? Oh, yes. I got a couple of honorable mentions, too, by the way, but okay. I don't want to take anything from you away, so here we go. Are you sure? We've been doing this a long time, Mr. Briggs. We're quite sure. Okay, then, let's get some chili! Yes! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ghosts love chili. They love chili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's it's what keeps them, um, you know, uh, material in a way. Otherwise, they dissipate completely, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Okay, well, mine, and I'm sure this is one of your honorable mentions, but it's the uh, parking lot Cherry's Jubilee. They light on fire in the parking lot. <laughs> I don't think any of that was consumable when they were done. I think, right. <laughs> uh, let's see, my honorable mentions are fresh Provo baked cinnamon apples, but then from Spirited also, corn dogs at a little place called Heaven on a Stick. Oh, right, right, right. That's yeah. good. That's good. Okay, sounds good. Okay, best alien. Do you have mine? Well, it's got to be the Ghost of Christmas Future. Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. That was mine. Very that was good. mine. There you Ghost go. Alien. Yeah. yeah. Played by Tracy Morgan. <laughs> okay, best special effects, please. It's going to be the walleye effect or the, the lazy, oh. I think. I, I don't know how that's done. I, I, I can't imagine that he's just doing that for an entire film. That's got to be, be really painful, right? So I don't know. I don't know how that's done. Yeah, I think I just kind of assumed Paul Giamatti looks that way. And like in all his other movies, he's just fixed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some kind of special effect where he's fixed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, yours? My special effect is just in spirited, just in general, whenever they're like, okay, now Ryan Reynolds, this is another part of your life. And then like stage people would like pull a wall in and oh, just yeah. change the scenery and just move <laughs> everything around live, you know, kind of like, and he'd like wind up like in the Christmas story slide like at the top yeah. or he'd slide down and he'd be in like a different scene or something like that you know did, they did that a lot i i didn't write down one specific one but they were so you could also mention the moments where he like changes his outfit suddenly 
Like he throws his shoe up in the oh. air and he catches it on his foot, and all of a sudden he's wearing a different outfit. That was a great. That was a great moment because yeah. he he changed his clothes completely, and it was sitting in the exact same way. Yeah, um, and then so I wonder if they CGI'd clothes onto him during that scene. Maybe he did it a second time at the end of the song too. So in the same song, yeah. he does two wardrobe changes, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Okay, best location, please. Well, I'm gonna have to go with an English cottage in Sussex yeah. for the holidays. I, I, that's what I put as well. So since you put that, I'm, I'm going to mention St. Kitts, which okay. seemed very lovely. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame we didn't get to see it. And it's a shame he didn't get to go and, you know, have, get all the St. Kitts loving that a 17 year old kid would want. Yeah. Okay. Now we are to best song. Do you have a sample of your best song? I do. You got to listen real closely, Kay. Okay. Irish. When you catch your guy with another woman, you're not supposed to stay friends with him. You're supposed to never talk to the prick again. You're supposed to throw things at him, scream, call him names, not do his blooming laundry. Don't do his laundry. You've been whamageddoned, all of you listening to this podcast. (laughs) You know, this this podcast has 400 million listeners. I know. Groaning right now. They could barely hear it, but like, oh no, we have to get too late. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Last Christmas, which, uh, you know what? I don't participate in Whamageddon because I want to hear Last Christmas as many times and as early as possible. I love that song. I like it. I like it. A lot. I love it. I love it. It's it's probably in my top twenty, top fifty. Well, you know what? I don't hate it. I love it. It's good. Yeah, who yeah. cares about it? It's I, I don't feel at all the same way that I feel about the Mariah Carey song that you hear one billion times during Christmas, which also is like a lovely song the first couple of times, but I can hear Last Christmas uh, a lot, and I don't get tired of it. Anyway, John, you ready by for your way, song? By the way, on, on Spotify, I listened to the Kylie Minogue Christmas album today. Ooh, Snow Queen. Yeah, is that what it's yeah. called? I think it is called that, yeah. Yeah, I've got, I have got that album. It's lovely. Okay, yeah. Are you yeah. ready? Okay, yeah. Play, play my song. Not, not, <laughs> notorious, notorious. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. I, it's it's been a little while. It's the end of the year. I had to give you that. Thank you, John. That was time. really nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay here, no, here's no, your play song. Play the other song. Play the other song. Tell me when you recognize me. You recognize this. It's a, a Venus. Yeah, yeah. You never hear, but I think, I guess this is the original yes. It must be. I don't know if they cover anything else, but it's a really cool, groovy sound, hmm. right? Anyway, um, they were listening to this in the Martin dorm at one point. Please scream. She's Okay, sorry. That's nice. Yeah. All so right. Was that in the holdovers? That was in the holdovers. Yeah, they okay. they played it in the in the dorm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, best guest star, please. Okay, I took some liberalities here. Okay. So my honorable mention is Dame Judi Dench. Oh, of course. Okay. Right. Because it, it, and that's like in the other version of guest star where it's like, okay, it's someone playing themselves as kind of a guest. Yeah. Sure. But here's here's my pick. Okay. No, that's not it. <laughs> okay, there we go. I got that word. No, my guest is Iris. She takes such good care of Amanda's place. She kind of runs Amanda's business. She helps Eli Wallach uh, get to his his place. Like she is an excellent guest. 
Right. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, you know, Amanda didn't even tell anybody she was leaving and she just takes care. She does all the chores. She does all this stuff. She's like helping, you know, cause it's like staffed and everything and all the business yeah. stuff is going down. Yeah. No, that's totally true. Excellent guest. Okay. She's a five star guest. That's a good guest. Yeah. That's a great guest. Okay. My guest, I went with honorable mention to Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, who was, she was in. Deception. She was in the trailer, the the trailer for Deception, starring Lindsay Lohan, which is the trailer that Cameron Diaz was finishing up. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with Rose Byrne. <laughs> I didn't look her up. I'm I you know I bet if I looked her up, I'm sure we've done a Rose Byrne movie. But I just really liked her character as the neighborhood Karen who yeah. they they help at the beginning of Spirited. I'm sorry, I stole your packages off your porch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, that's a really uh, important moment in the film where, like, the uh, time freezes and then she, like, it unfreezes and the ball hits her. Because then at the end, as soon as he freezes in front of the bus, you know, right, 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 bus is going to hit him. Yeah, yeah. Call back to like the ball hitting Roseburn at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Uh, Okay, external recurring character. I have several honorable mentions, but go ahead. Who do you have? Yeah, I'm just going to go with Eli Wallach, who was the ugly from the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. He's one of my honorable mentions. Um, I am going to go, I'm going to, I think my initial instinct, and I teased it before, I'm going to go with Rufus Sewell, who plays Jasper, the the jerk boyfriend (laughs) that, uh, that Kate Winslet's obsessed with. He, Rufus Sewell is the main guy in Dark City. Remember we watched Dark City earlier this year? Oh, yeah. Was it this year that we watched? Dark That's Navy? right. Yeah. 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 So he's the main guy. I, I recognize his big eyes and curly hair anyway. Uh, honorable mentions in Cameron Diaz's house or office. I can't remember where it was, but somewhere where Cameron Diaz is like doing her work. Uh, she has a vertigo poster, Ooh. which is a recurring character to our live event this last summer when we gave yeah. away a vertigo poster Maybe <laughs> was last year. Maybe that was yeah. last year. <laughs> That's true. It was two years um, ago. Yeah. yeah, it was two years ago. Uh, okay. And then, of course, Eli Wallach. You mentioned Eli Wallach. Um, that Murray movie, that Bill Murray movie with Bobcat Goldthwait. Yep, Scrooge. We did it. Yep. And that's that's what Ryan Reynolds calls it. Yeah, so. And then, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they go through the hall of people that they've redeemed through this Christmas caroling that they do, the Scrooging that they do, uh, one of the statues is of Dolly Parton. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, Dolly Parton did the whole Ghost of Christmas <laughs> night, and that's what made Dolly Parton a good person, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and so there's a statue of her. But uh, this is the one that I really appreciate. Uh, Jillian or Gillian? I don't know. I don't know if it's a Jillian or a Gillian. I don't know. By the way, Jillians and Gillians, figure out a way to let us know if you're Jillian or Gillian. Get we have it no way to know. Yeah, just yeah. figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, Jillian Vigman is Angus's mom who went off to St. Kitts with his new stepfather. Did yeah. you recognize her? Mm-mm. She is Cat Doctor in Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was my big, long, you know, external recurring character. Okay. Internal recurring character. Go ahead. Ian Dooley, street urchin in Spirited and Mormon boy in The Holdover. <gasps> I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. That's yeah. great. Holy yeah. cow. Street <laughs> urchin and Mormon boy. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I went with. Um, Two people who star in the movie, but they're different, and they have uh, their like uh, their differences. 
but then they get to know each other and they're friends. Yeah. Um, which is, I I know we say that all the time, but yeah, I mean, Paul Giamatti and that kid, they're like forced to live together, and yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, yeah, they they're deep friends at the end. And bros, then, they're bros. Yeah, totally bros. And then um, and then the holiday also kind of <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Uh, okay, best death, please. Well, it's Clint. Yeah, it's Clint. I put Clint. <laughs> Sacrifice with meaning. Yeah. And it was glorious, too, because his ghost immediately says, whoa, that was crazy. He died instantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the bus threw him into a dump truck. Yeah, I think, okay. I think he's like, can we start CPR? And I think I think Marley says, I don't think you can blow into whatever's left of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, I have some honorable mentions for this one, but who do you have for villain? Yeah, honorable mention social media, which is mm. just the worst. Yeah. Um, but I'm my villain is Jasper. Holy cow. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, he's true evil. Yep. Yeah, they, he yeah, he needs to be scrooged. Unredeemable. Yeah. Okay, my Okay, honorable mention to Spirited kind of has a a non real tree lobby, you know. Yeah. Against it, it's like yeah, no, no, we it it's kind of against um, real trees. I'm considering going back to getting a real tree. Um, <laughs> just just so um, from my understanding, it's it's actually less environmental to do the plastic tree thing. So. I don't know. Something to consider. Something to consider. Oh, oh! I will say. Okay, honorable mention to the waitress at the place that served the cherries jubilee. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, like oh, when geez. she refuses to serve the cherries jubilee to the miner, uh, Paul Giamatti says, "What kind of fascist hash foundry is this?" <laughs> and then, like he says, "Then I will order the cherries jubilee," and she says, "And the boy will eat a slice of cake." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, let the boy get drunk is all we're saying. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then honorable mention to Jude Law's harrowing alter ego, Mr. Napkin Face. <laughs> Very scary good. stuff. <laughs> scary stuff. Okay. No, but my winner is all the background dances, dancers in Spirited. I consider them over dancers. Oh. They're just really <laughs> aggressive and oppressive with how much they are telling me that they're background dancers. Just a little, just tone it way down. Well, please. every background dancer, I feel like, thinks that they, it's, this is their chance to get noticed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. Movie's not about you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Best hero, please. Paul. Yeah, he sacrifices his, uh, his whole career for this kid that he believes in, right? That's good. Yeah. yeah, he's very heroic at the end of the holdovers. Okay, I went with Billy, the um, the eighth grade kid in Spirited, uh, for dealing with those gross homeless people. Yeah, I know it's so gross. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, best goof, please. Uh, some of the LDS stuff uh, okay, that, yeah, that yeah. isn't quite on point. So it just seems like someone knew someone that knew someone that was Mormon and they kind of, you know, they made references to some things. Anyway, uh, we don't all eat cinnamon apples is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah that's the, yeah, I'm going to protest that. Yeah. Uh, okay. You? 
my goof is the the thing that you've mentioned several times, and that's that the dates stop showing up in the holdovers. Yeah, halfway through the movie, that they bothered me way yeah. more than I think it should. It pops up on the screen at the beginning of the movie, and then it's like, okay, I guess they ran out of budget for the like, dates showing up on the screen, and then they come back. Yeah, you know what kind of this? You, you guys, this, these are going out to all the theaters in America, so can you get it get it put together? Okay, and let's see. Next, let's see. Roy, behind the scenes, is forcing me to reorder my precious awards. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jerk. Okay. Let's go ahead and... Oh, hey, do you know what we forgot to do for all the other movies? What's that? We forgot our taglines. Oh. We're supposed to do that during the other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. We totally did out of order. This, uh, yeah. You know, as long as we're out of order, maybe we should just do taglines now. Okay. okay. Right. You ready? Let's let's do it. Okay, yeah. So, uh, you, what's your winning tagline? Yeah, I, I had to look really closely because at first I thought it was going to be in theaters only, <laughs> October 27th. Right. But the holdovers has a tagline that says, discomfort and joy. And it wins by default because the other two movies have no taglines. Uh, no. I uh, I will argue this because uh, I will argue for one tagline that it wins because it's so terrible. Okay. And that's in uh, The Holiday. <laughs> it's from the director of What Women Want and Something's Gotta Give. <laughs> that's right, everybody. From the, <laughs> from the director of that one movie with famous Jew hater Mel Gibson, <laughs> Enjoy Your Holiday... With also where the famous Jew hater mansplains to all men and women everywhere of the world, I know what women want. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's the best tagline because tagline. I think it's hilarious. Okay, great. Okay, uh, go ahead with your new taglines, please. Okay, ready? Yeah. The holiday. Jack Black is back. <laughs> but since it's 2006, I'm not sure what he's back from, so whatever. Right. Anyway, how can you waste the opportunity? Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, I get to keep going. Yeah, okay. keep going. Spirited. So you have to see this printed. I can't really say it. So uh -huh. it's good after and then a whole bunch of punctuation signs because I can't, I, you can't even print that kind of language. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, good after. Oh, don't you Wait, say Not yeah. midnight. Yeah. Opposite of midnight. Good after. Yeah, good. Very, yeah. Good opposite midnight. Yeah. 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 We didn't talk. Everybody who hasn't seen Spirited is very confused right now. Okay. We'll go see it. Okay. Whatever. Spirited the holdovers. Yeah. So why you shouldn't send your kid to prep school. So. Okay. That's pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the holiday. Don a British accent and you can totally scam rich, ignorant Americans in the housing market. <laughs> Spirited. A Christmas carol like Dickens intended. As a corporation. <laughs> the holdovers. Okay. Oh, by the way, I guarantee you this is one of the rejected, uh, the ones they didn't use for the holdovers because it's just it's just sitting there waiting. Okay. Yeah. They did not use this, but I guarantee you this was considered. The holdovers. The semester's over, but Angus Tully's education has just begun. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very good. Let's do okay. Titular line. Okay, go ahead and uh, throw me your titular. None line. of these movies had a pure titular line. Okay. Uh, but this is what I got. Here you go. 
this holiday season, find out what Amanda doesn't have. So okay. it's when he says yeah. this, the holiday season, this, the holiday season, that's, that's really good. One thing, you know, a, a fun part of the holiday is that since, you know how, when you like work at a job, you sometimes have dreams about your job. Yeah. Cameron Diaz dreams her life in movie trailers. Cause that's what she does for a living. So <laughs> that's that sequence. I, which I liked, which is fun. Right. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, and by the way, I beg to differ because this is a pure titular line that I found. Go ahead Whoa, and play. Here mine. we go. Ah, you made Christmas Carol, bitch! That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. He doesn't say spirited in there. <laughs> Look, we can all agree that it's really. I think Christmas Carol, bitch, is like it's it fits the, the title. <laughs> it's it's the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Should we do quotes? Yes. Way out of order, but here we go. Here's my favorite quote. I have another scenario for you. Good. I'm in love with you. I apologize for the blunt delivery. But as problematical as this fact may be, I am in love with you. Oh. Huh. Wasn't that well, funny? it's not really... Um profound that's but i guess it's hearty heartfelt it's sweet. heartfelt and hearty it's here we go okay. here's yours ready okay how many times have i told you to close this kitchen door and you come back in if it doesn't click when you close it then it lets all the heat out apparently adorable little puppies too oh jeez, this is a christmas tragedy this is a christmas tragedy <laughs> i'm gonna i don't say that phrase enough but i'm gonna say it all the time oh this is a christmas tragedy <laughs> what film was that it was from Spirited. That was the flashback when he thought he was getting oh, a dog. That's right. That's yeah, crazy. and his and his mom gave him the dog dish and just said, "Oh, you forgot to close the door. The dog ran away." That's, that's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's my honorable mention. Deception. How do you happen to have two guns? I didn't think one would be enough. Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, Christmas Day. I didn't think one would be enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How do you have two guns? Okay. History is not simply the study of the past. It is an explanation of the present. See, when you say it that way, and throw in some pornography, it's a lot easier to understand. <laughs> Why did you just have music in the background? <laughs> it had music in the background because I pulled it from the trailer to the movie. Oh, I Because see. I didn't have the... Yeah, because I saw it in the theater, so I couldn't like record that part. But I, that was one of my favorite... And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of... It, it, it was a great line. Obviously, Paul Giamatti is not saying great lines that the students are remembering in class. He's just doing the most boring work yeah. imaginable. So anyway, so that was, yeah, my other quote. Yeah. Do yeah. we have any others? Nope. All right. Uh, LOL moment, please. Oh, we are there. You ready? Yeah. Walter, no one cares what your name is, and no one should have a mustache on their lip and forehead. <laughs> Okay, that was the guy who should have been Scrooged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, my LOL moment is honorable mention because, I don't know, I kind of feel like this is sort of offensive. But at one point, Paul Giamatti picks up a football that he finds and attempts to throw it and throws in a really yeah person who can't throw a football kind of way, which 
is always funny to see, and I'm sure that's what I look like when I throw a football. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the point of that scene was. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his arms work like his legs. Um, another, oh, but my real moment is, and this almost made my D minor moment, <laughs> but it's when, it's when Kate Winslet is so depressed over Jasper that she goes over to the s- stove and just huffs the stove gas. Yeah. <laughs> and then just says, oh, this is a new low for me. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's my honorable mention. Ready? Okay. Good, thank God. There's still time. I gotta find my phone. Where's my phone? Hey, I, I think I have moderate to severe Crohn's disease. <laughs> no, you don't. Stop Stop watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Sorry. watching TV? Who was that? Will Ferrell. He was just like watching late night TV or something. <laughs> oh, right. He hasn't seen. Oh, gosh. that didn't. I didn't even recognize that. that was Will Ferrell. How did I, I do that? I think I have moderate to severe Crohn's disease. All right. Anyway. Okay. What's next? Uh, D minor moment. Oh, boy. I'm going to do my honorable mention first, King. Okay. Okay. You want to know what mankind really is? Read the comments below. Yeah, man. You ever make the mistake of reading, like, the comment sections? Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I have to read through them so I can respond to all of them <laughs> appropriately. Some people have to learn stuff. Here's my real one, though. What I'm trying to say is I understand feeling as small and as insignificant as humanly possible. Oh, that's good. That's really good. But I, you know, by the way, a little disclaimer, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these awards are based on how convenient it is to pull audio from. (laughs) So that's why I didn't pull any audio from the holiday because I got it on DVD and it's (laughs) a lot harder to pull from a DVD because I have to pull it from my computer and I have to use another device and then I have to plug that device back into my computer and then Mm -hmm. I have to edit it in a certain way. So uh, that's why I know nothing from the holiday for me, <laughs> at least as far as audio goes. Uh, okay, uh, I went with the um, Provo kid getting his mitten thrown in the river. Yeah, and then uh, he throws his own mitten in the river, because you might as well at that point, right? Right, yeah. Um, and then uh, honorable mention to uh, the kid who comes back from break and his hair is cut because I think that said something. <laughs> he gave in. He gave in to the man, man. Yeah, he I did. Think. And then also, I, I actually don't know why I wrote this down, but when Cameron Diaz uh, is yelling at Edward Burns and, and says, tell me the truth. Did you sleep with her? And Edward Burns looks at her gardener for advice and the gardener just slowly shakes his head like, yeah. no, man. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that down as D minor. Maybe that was actually supposed to be, that was supposed to be an LOL, but it's in the wrong line. Okay. That's why. Uh, okay. Uh, WTH, please. Yeah. Well, we should honorable mention the fact that Josh Hubbins okay. commits suicide. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess that warrants an honorable mention. Good job, Josh Huggin, Huggins. Jeez. Huggins. Good job, Josh. You made, you made an award. Okay. Uh, but here's my real one. And, okay. I'm worried that this is going to elevate us to explicit. Okay. 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 Yes. Mr. Scrooge? I'm Woodrow, sir. I have nothing for you, boy. So good afternoon. There's no call for that kind of language, sir. I said good afternoon. Shame on you, sir. Saying such a thing to a child. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Uh, Good afternoon. Oh! Sorry, it's a swear in the 19th century. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, my WTH is we talked about it at great length at how Amanda and Iris they know each other online yeah. for absolutely two minutes and they decide to give each other millions and dollars pretty much of whatever <laughs> change their lives and become each other like yeah. Um, yeah that that was just that was a drunken online chat that <laughs> <laughs> uh okay best scene please sure so it's when amanda turns the car around and she comes back to the cottage and graham opens the door and he's been crying because of course graham's been crying and yeah. it's just wonderful i loved it that's nice yeah. that's nice okay I put something in as a placeholder, and I'm just realizing now I never replaced it with something real. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the scene I wrote down is every scene except Will Ferrell's boring date. <laughs> every scene from Spirited or every scene from every film except for Every the scene date. from every film. Is the best scene? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Including several films that we didn't cover. That's good. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. I don't know. A scene... I did like the end of Spirited where, you know, they kind of, you know, there was a moral that kind of comes from someone. I don't, well, no, I'm not going to say that. Whatever. There are some good scenes. I'll just say that. Yeah. Good scenes. Okay, best actor. Honorable mention to Paul Giamatti, if for nothing else, the eye thing. I'm assuming his eye is acting. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to give it to Kate Winslet from The Holiday. I think she's excellent. Well, Oh, you can't go wrong, Kate. You know, one thing about one thing I didn't mention is um, we need to talk about Jack Black a little bit more because you talked about how weird it is. Oh my gosh, that he's like so toned down, and I kind of feel I was actually surprised because I know I know he has it. He would have been more charismatic if they let him be Jack Blacker. You know, yeah, as Jack Black as he could possibly be because I like seeing him in this position i like seeing him happy and this jack black character he it's kind of implied that he's sort of new to hollywood because he's a composer and well i mean he's new to hollywood because he's a young person right so of yeah. course uh but it's got to be mind-blowing if you're jack black's character and he scores a date with um i think her name is shannon sossaman his first girlfriend yeah he's boyfriend girlfriend with her you're gonna be heartbroken if you're gonna if shannon sossaman is gonna cheat on you but hello kate winslet moved in <laughs> to town <laughs> and she's totally into you yeah. i mean how dreamy is jack black's life i mean yeah crazy. kate winslet man oh man okay so uh my actor i went with um uh, shoot uh, i scribbled this um i recognize her face but her name is sunita mani i think and she is the Christmas past. Oh, guy. yeah. Um, I've seen her in a few other things. I think she's like in um, Glow, right? Is she mm, one of the women I don't know. in Glow? I think she is. But I've seen her in a couple things lately. And she's always uh, – she she always brings a good time with her. So, uh, so you need Imani. Okay. Uh, I think that's the end of normal awards. Yeah, special awards. You ready? Okay, special awards. Okay, go for it. Yeah, okay. okay. Best Christmas gift, not the snow globe, because that ruined everything. Um, it's a country home in Sussex. <laughs> it is. It is a country home in Sussex. I was. I can't read my writing. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. No, this is no. This is my gift. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't read my writing. the The best gift is being the worst person on earth, and then suddenly being in charge of the entire good place. <laughs> That's what they gave Ryan Reynolds. That's what they gave Clint. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, what's okay? You you go ahead and take these awards because I can't. Sure. I didn't write them down properly. Yeah, because you can't read it. So best nope. Christmas display, I would say a trip through Dickens London. How, okay. How Pretty enchanting! Good. All the street urchins. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with just the Thomas Kincaid level. <laughs> Of just Christmas Cottage, Kate Winslet place. Every you know? award here is going to be the Christmas Cottage in Sussex. So right, right, right. The best yeah. Mrs. Claus, the Christmas Cottage in Sussex. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, best Mrs. Claus. I'm going to go with Mary, uh, who is cooks all the meals at the holdover home. Okay, she does cook all the meals. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Best. I'm. I'm probably going to go. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with Kate Winslet. Just taking care of the house in L.A. That's kind of a Mrs. Claus kind it's of thing. It's a Mrs. Claus thing, yeah. yeah. Well, who's your favorite Santa then? Well, my favorite Santa is the Santa at the bar bowling alley, I think, in the holdovers. Yes, that is the He's, correct answer. And Paul Giamatti reprimands him for not properly dressing as an authentic Santa yeah. <laughs> from history. From yeah. history, from... from uh, Ancient times and all yeah, that. Yeah, what would have been Turkey, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, best Christmas miracle, John. Mine is when a helicopter shows up and everyone gets to go skiing almost. Oh. They thought that Christmas was going to suck super bad and then helicopter time. Right, right. Okay, uh, best Christmas miracle. I'm going to go with the end of the holiday. Why not? Where the four people are gathered together in the cottage. And I, I must imagine they had a really great game of Uno. (laughs) <laughs> they played and they cuddled up like in an afghan and you know they had and they were like drinking hot wassail and stuff one giant afghan with four sleeves yes <laughs> yeah. okay so my, this best christmas is the christmas that was enjoyed at the cottage in the holiday okay that's what i put i yeah. i specifically put it because um they skipped past the christmas it's yeah. like, oh, Christmas ain't no thing, you know? They skip past the stress of Christmas and the holiday. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's just it was just another day on the holiday, and they uh, they kind of, yeah, it's missed. Okay. Are you ready? Do we need to rank these? I think we actually have to put numbers on these movies. Okay, we can put a number on this movie. What you, you know what, I'll, I'll you, know what, you go first, because that would okay. be... More, uh, yeah. All right, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.6 on IMDb. I have no idea how much it profited, but it cost a whopping $200 million. I really enjoyed Spirited. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if they just in, if they accepted that they were musical and had fun with it instead of trying to make fun of the fact they were musical. Um, yes. But it's my number three. Yeah, Big mistake making fun of the musicality of Spirited. Yeah. Uh, I agree, Spirited, totally number three. Totally number three. It's just, and it was long. Um, okay, number two. I think I'm gonna go holdovers here. Oh, John, ninety six percent holdovers. That's my pick. It's, I think holdovers is probably the best film of these three. Yep, it is. But the holiday was. <laughs> it was the so sweet. The movie I wanted to see. <laughs> it was so sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's. I think. I guess it. It wasn't the best. Christmas, even though I, I said it was the best Christmas, but yeah. it wasn't. It, it it was not the most Christmassy, but it was the most Christmas feeling. Yeah, you know, the most Christmas. Uh, like it, 
it, it was like Christmas emotion was wafting off of the holiday. Yeah. It smelled like Christmas. So on Facebook, the poll for these movies, it was split 50-50 between the holiday and the holdovers. And that's fair. Yeah. Um, I really could so probably could have like gone either way. Yeah. I think Spirited's fine. I think it's funny. Uh, and I actually enjoy the music. And I like the stuff at the end. I like the the like the message that we talked about, like how changing is harder than it looks and harder than it thinks and, and all that good stuff. We have a pitch for you. And I don't think you'll agree with this pitch, but this would really help me like Spirited. Okay. What if same movie, same actors, zero music? Okay, uh, I disagree. I think that the, I love the music in Spirited. I love it. I just yeah, I don't think I, you have to I've make fun heard of it. You say it. I've heard you say it a bunch of times, so I, I knew it was a tough pitch. Yeah, hey, but I appreciate the pitch. Yeah. You know, actually, if you th- if you take the music away... I'm not sure I enjoy it half as much. So, anyway. Might be the case, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, three. That's, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. Okay, hey, you guys, this is our last podcast of the year, and so we have to kind of talk about how the year went. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. We, we learned a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Saw a lot of movies, mostly. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We have some year-end awards that I might have to do on the fly, because I, I remembered some, but then I was at work, and I couldn't couldn't do any so i don't okay. know should we just do year-end awards yeah let's do it so i'm gonna i'll lead off to give you some time Thank my you. most deproved movie meaning a movie i had seen before and we watched again and i was disappointed or you know it's just not as good as i remembered it here we go i have a feeling he's gonna be making a run for it who doc nah doc likes me i can't stand him he gets an idea in his head. He can't get rid of it. Anyway. Much longer, I'm going to be a stiff in a photograph. <laughs> yeah. So the Young Guns, which I loved as a kid, and it was just kind of mediocre. Really? I thought, I feel like, by the way, it's still highlighted on our spreadsheet here. Um, I thought for sure that was going to be your, like, okay, this was my favorite movie of the year. Because I feel like you said how much you really liked it, even when we talked about it. Again, how it held up and everything. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember that so much. Um, I my my thought is that I don't know. It it's a really bloodlusty kind of film. Right. 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 Anyway, okay. I'm sticking with my pick, John. What's your most deproved movie? My most deproved. I thought I had it in here, but it looks like I don't. Um, I think I'm gonna go. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. Be kind. Rewind. Hmm. Which I'd never seen before. But Which you, you had never seen, but I had seen. Um, and I didn't really feel super spectacular for it before, but I had to pick one, and I had a hard time picking one. It was like one I, yeah. I kind of find a you know a little bit tedious with certain things, and it's like really funny sometimes, but it's just so uneven, and I noticed the unevenness especially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on the flip side, most improved movie. Here's mine. And singing in the rain. Wait, is that that Superman (laughs) 2? So, singing in the rain for me, I like hadn't seen it in a really long time, and I remembered it just being kind of boring or whatever, but I absolutely loved it. So, that's my most improved movie. Ah, yes. Okay. I liked it a lot more. And I should say that, but also, I do remember going off about the problems I had with it as well. So, I, I, 
I politically was not a smart move for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, my better one. I was so surprised at just how much of a classic the Princess Bride is. Oh yeah, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so good. So, it's just like, oh wow, you know what? It, I thought it was a movie I liked, but it's like, oh, I guess it's the perfect movie. <laughs> I watch it often enough that it wasn't a surprise for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's been a long time since I've seen it. So. Okay, now here we are. Most disappointing. That means movie you had never seen before, but, but maybe you had expectations and you were sorely disappointed. Here's my most disappointing film of the year. Okay. Have to thank me. Just another smile-like service. A comedy with muscle. Body slam. <laughs> Body slam was so bad. Body slam. Uh, that was. It, I don't know if that counts, though. I mean, it's just. I mean, you knew, right? No, I didn't. It was way worse than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't even like fun bad. It was bad bad. Okay. Okay. Roddy Piper let me down. Well, go ahead, John. What was your most disappointing? Okay. Can I vote for Body Rock? Sure. Of course you can. (laughs) Because I didn't ever see it. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's what you did without me. How can you vote for it if you never saw it? Are you most okay, disappointed fine. you didn't I, get to see it? <laughs> I, I am disappointed I didn't get to see it. It's been it was my goal because you guys did so Body bad. Rock, Pulp Fiction, and The Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three, and I still haven't seen those movies because I haven't caught up to the one you did without me. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna say Mrs. Harris goes to Paris because I didn't like Mrs. Harris. Oh, that's sad. I thought that was a cute movie. Okay, it was, it was cute enough. Biggest surprise, like a movie you had never watched before, but you're like, oh, where did this come from? Here we go. It's Errol Flynn as Robin Hood. Uh, Olivia de Havilland as Maid Marian. Claude Rains, Basil Rathbone, and a cast of thousands. Reliving history's most colorful adventure. It was awesome. I thought you had seen Beastmaster. (laughs) Oh, Beastmaster. No, Robin Hood, you dummy. All right, fine, fine. I'm going to stop doing that. I love doing it, though. Robin Hood was so good. Robin Hood was good. Beautiful to watch. I was completely taken. By surprise with Robin Hood, so right, right. It, well, it's kind of funny because you know we grew up with a cartoon, and I still like the cartoon more. You know, and I think that's what I said, or maybe I don't know. Do I like the cartoon? Well, I. But something can be. It's like the cartoon was standing on this one's giant shoulders, you know. Yeah. So it it, it went a long way that way. Okay. Uh, my surprise is a little film. Um, with Clive Owen called Croupier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's good. good. And it was like just the perfect movie that I think I would hate, but for some reason it absorbed me. Hmm. Okay. Now we have movie that you were the most wrong about, which is similar to disappointing, but it doesn't, it may be you were most wrong because you thought it would be awful and it was really good. So you can take it that way. But the movie I was the most wrong about, here's my clip. Ah, there ain't no love in a shooting woman. What a wife she'd make. Instead of tending her house, she'd be tending her gun. Instead of staying home sewing, she'd be out hitting targets. Yeah, and you'd be out missing her. Oh. I wanted to like that movie so bad, and I and it was just... Uh, okay, anyway. so Annie and her gun. Annie got her gun, yep. Okay. Okay, could, could I vote for Every Which Way But Loose here? Yes. Because I... I didn't want to see it, and I thought it'd be dumb, but it was dumber than I thought it would be. <laughs> also, you probably thought it was about truck driving. <laughs> and I thought it was about truck driving, yeah, yeah. Boy, were you wrong. Okay. I was way wrong. Very good. Okay, best podcast title. I'm going to go with, from our Halloween special, Smonster. Smonster. Yep, that's a, that was a great title. 
famous title. Okay, my favorite title, and I said the the one that surprised me and everything. Um, that is uh, Jeepers Croupiers. Yeah. <laughs> Which worked out well. I mean, they sing Jeepers Creepers in a different one in that thing. I thought it just yeah. so. Yeah. Anyway, I like that title more than any human being. <laughs> Favorite podcast poster. Uh, I I didn't. I'm sorry. This is the only podcast poster that I put together. That's not why I picked it. I just think it's really cool. So from Los Tres Josh Migos. Okay. Chili D from Body Rock as the neon blue mummy. <laughs> See, and I, I didn't pick that one because I had no idea what was going on in that poster. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Body Rock. <laughs> hmm. Well, what's your favorite podcast poster? Okay, no, no, no. Of course. No, I have this one. It's for, and I like this title as well, uh, Podcast 111, which it was the one where it was like the chosen one kind of thing, which uh, is great because it's Podcast 1 and 11, so it was called 1 and 1 and 1. So uh, yeah. 1, 1, 1. Or Star Wart, yeah. because we talk about Star Wars and Sword in the Stone, where we just have Wart just staring with a teacup in his hand, just like a slack-jawed kid, just staring <laughs> forward. Very good. Okay, your favorite podcast tagline from Podcast 121, Dark Coma Replacements. The tagline was, she had to commit a data breach to get the information, and her punishment is she has to get a hysterectomy, a coma hysterectomy. <laughs> Okay, well, that's the winner. <laughs> uh, some of these are just so good. I'm just going to read some of them as they as they come. Uh, the one I was just looking at, one and one and one, is I would be really hard-pressed not to have a Beastmaster-themed wedding. <laughs> and the Robin Hood one, it had been dipped in radioactive hood. <laughs> I don't know the context of that, but it has something to do with Robin Hood being some kind of superhero who's radioactive. <laughs> yeah, from the awful <laughs> version of the one where we talked about uh, X Men. Yeah, uh, the tagline is "That's my favorite mutant, Gunface." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, good taglines. I'm sorry, everybody. I wasn't more prepared with this. I yeah. meant to do it. All right, most disappointing movie that you personally picked and forced us to watch and you just can't believe it. You're sorry. You want to apologize to everyone. Here's mine. Ah, there ain't no love in a shooting woman. What a wife she'd make. Instead of tending the house, she'd be tending her gun. Instead of staying home sewing, she'd be out hitting targets. Yeah, and you'd be out missing them. Yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. Actually, I mean, a good portion of any Get Your Gun is fine, but the end of that film ruins everything. It ruins everything. Yeah. You're right. So I only picked I only picked how many movies? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, of course. Okay, the Road to Morocco. I knew there was one that just barely happened. The Road to Morocco is the oh, one. Oh, you're the most disappointed in that one. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, but all the other ones I picked are great. Starting, you know, with a bang. Earth versus the flying saucers. Are you kidding heck me? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. And here's one that actually is much worse than Road to Morocco, but it actually wins my worst movie award so oh, i'll so save that for later it? yeah i'll okay. hold on to it yeah my favorite movie that i picked for you guys my best best movie pick here's a clip extraordinary isn't it the music can exist in the same world as the basis treachery and ingratitude hmm. <laughs> deception that was deception. excellent deception yeah. was that was like i should have i you know what that was like such a surprise because it wasn't like supposed to be the good claude rains movie right yeah but it was like the one that we liked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
Okay, uh, the one that was great. Okay, I'm going to do this just because I want to... I'll never get sick of doing this because you said it didn't qualify as a Halloween movie um, or a comedy or something. I'm going to go with Jennifer's Body. Okay. Uh, what, a, what a fun movie. It was so fun. Uh, very good. Yeah. Okay, most disappointing genre that you chose that we had to watch. John, this is going to be a good, an interesting one for you because as I looked through... When you nominated categories, not a single category you nominated ever won. Okay, so that is that wins my award. That I've said it before, I'll say it again. Democracy doesn't work. So your most disappointing chosen genre is the fact that no one want, no one's choosing you? Yeah, and I mean, I started this podcast and I'm constantly muscled out of it by the people. <laughs> it, I felt really bad as I was like, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so, but you've got more Madsons coming into the fold, so maybe you can... Yeah. They, they don't always vote along with you, though, is the problem. Well, I can't think of one time where I've ever suggested a thing to my family and they've agreed with me. <laughs> okay, my most disappointing genre that I chose that we ended up doing, here we go. Emma, now we don't have a lot of time to explain, but the spiders in this area, so far only the tarantulas... <laughs> have organized themselves into an aggressive army. Yeah, they have. <laughs> the the animal attacks? <laughs> yeah, because we watched Jurassic Park, which really, I don't know. It's hard to say oh, if that's an animal no. attacks movie, right? You know, and we watched Attack of the Spiders, which was okay. And what was the other movie we watched? I can't even think of it. You chose the spiders. The fans chose Jurassic Park. And JB chose... Okay, it's right here. Gosh, where is it? The birds. It's the birds. Oh, the birds was yeah. no. JB chose Jurassic Park, and the birds was chosen yeah. by the fans. Okay, yeah. so why this genre is the most disappointing is because we should have watched Jaws. We should have watched Cocaine Bear. Those two movies should have been in, and I yeah. don't know what went wrong. But uh, whatever. At least Jaws. How did we not watch Jaws? I don't know. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, John. What is your Okay, we already did that. So, uh, my best chosen genre, the genre that I picked, that one that I thought turned out the best. Many things have died for all of us. We mustn't let our spirit die with them. Ah, uh, the Claude, Claude Rains. Wow. I, I love the Claude Rains podcast. I thought all three movies were really good. Well, uh, I don't know. Cleopatra was a okay. <laughs> uh, the other two were so good. They were so good. Yeah, yeah. just incredible. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's unfair of the Caesar and Cleopatra one because I think I think I probably would have liked it more if it were just if it were playing next to uh, I don't know Body Rock or something. And- <laughs> Which, John, okay, I, I'm sick of bad-mouthing Body Rock. I've never seen it. I, I want to see Body Rock. Okay, what's your least favorite Seen It Before movie that we watched that you'd already seen? Okay, Seen It Before movie. I have this written down. Everyone saw this coming. I don't even know why I had to check my notes just now. But The Goonies, I've always <laughs> had my complaints about The Goonies. Okay, I think I'm going to surprise you with mine. Although maybe not, because I wasn't high on it when we talked about it. Okay. It's a miracle, ordained by heaven. This boy is our king. Well, wow. by Jove. What's the lad's name? Uh, what? Oh, uh, I mean Arthur. Hail, King Arthur! Hail, King Arthur! Long live the king! Which is weird because listening to that kind of gives me the shivers. 
<laughs> like that's a really good scene, but like I yeah. I don't know, I just don't like that movie and I when I have to watch it it feels so laborious getting through that film, but it's whatever. Yeah, okay, maybe I should have picked that for one of my other ones cuz I thought about it, I'm like no, I can't pick Sword in the Stone. But you have a point because it there's a weird sequence of middle Disney cartoons where it like the plot wasn't so important is just you stuff. know yeah just stuff happening we're gonna do a scene and then a scene and then a scene you know yeah. and that's 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 kind of what it what it feels like it's just kind of like okay we're we're just gonna you know plop this in front of you yeah okay now here is my favorite movie that we had already seen before this is the best movie that i had previously seen and uh you'll probably recognize it use the force Luke. <laughs> let go Strong this one. Oh man, I'm so glad and, we finally got around to played that scene. Yeah. yeah, well, that was mine. That was definitely mine. I, I wasn't mentioning Star Wars before, but I no, I am very surprised because I feel like every time we talk about Star Wars movies, you say, "Ah, the first one isn't as good as I remember." Uh, uh, it's still really darn good. <laughs> Well, it is Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. No, it's it, it, it's not the best Star Wars movie, and it may be my third favorite Star Wars movie. But for the movies we watch, I mean, it's it's really good. Star Wars is really good. So yeah, I know I love Star Wars, and I love that you played that scene because I got really excited and animated when we talked about that scene. <laughs> I remember that it was bringing back chills. Thank you. Okay, worst new movie. Here you go. Thanks for showing this to me, you guys. How do you speak such good English? Me, I'm American. You're American? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay, I don't know. People like it. Oh. I found this film so tedious. Uh, just having to listen to Ethan Hawke talk oh, for a full movie, I just, I just, it, I couldn't. I don't know. It wasn't my thing. Oh, I can't sorry. believe you picked that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe it. No, that's well. Okay, I, I know it's later. I, I, I will tell you. Katie and I watched the sequel to that. Um, before sunset and much better in my opinion much better it, it, I just, it is really good i think after 20 minutes with ethan hawk i i would try to i would find any excuse to get away i just but i couldn't i had to watch it for an hour and a half <laughs> but i mean it's okay i should have made you it's it, yes it's ethan hawk but i mean it was not reality bites ethan hawk uh, it was know. way better than Reality Bites, Ethan Hawke. Well, so for you, what's your worst, the worst movie that you had never seen before that we did? Um, I, I can't believe you didn't pick this one. Have you seen it before, but the 2018 Robin Hood? Oh! I mean, come on! You're probably right, but that was so bad. That was really, really, really bad. I, it's like, I just don't know how I can live 2024 knowing you're like, oh yeah, yeah, before... Before Sunrise is much worse than the Terrence Edwards of Robin Hood. Oh, I think you're right. I don't know how I missed that. But you're probably right. Well, all right. So what's your favorite new movie? Of all the movies that we watched, never seen it before, what was your favorite one? It's really crazy that I'd never seen it. And I don't know. It's the magic of a man named Stanley Kubrick making a movie called... Sporadicus or Spartacus. Yeah, I'm going Spartacus. Spartacus Yeah, it's just, I I just, 
you know, it, this is so arbitrary. You just look at a list and you're yep. like, yeah, I feel like I remember really digging Spartacus and being surprised because I I knew it was like a Kubrick and, you know, I shouldn't just yeah. say, oh, it's Kubrick, so I like it. But I knew it was just like a sand and sword and sandal kind of thing, but yeah. it like kind of did some things that I was surprised at. Yeah. All right. Well, here's my favorite new movie. <laughs> How did you get here so quickly? Quickly? I have the impression I'm too late. That object, I presume, is a wedding cake, champagne, all uh-huh. very fitting. I infer a husband. Make me acquainted with him. Deception, Deception man. It was so uh-huh. good. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Probably my favorite Claude Rains movie. It was well, great. Well, Casablanca counts, I guess. Sorry. Okay. Final award. You ready? Yeah. Battle Royale winner of the year from any character in any of these films. And I'll, I'll go ahead and go. I'll just do mine first. Um, here we go. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The the plastic chest kite power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any character from any movie that we watched that could really defeat Superman. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Death Star from Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Just aim, aim, aim that thing right at Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Or that's possibly, uh, you know, the the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. That's yeah. got some weird stuff going on. That might that's true. freak Superman out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, but uh, those aren't characters, I guess. I'm just saying it's things. Okay. Nicholas Cage's alcoholism. Can I say that? Okay. Sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's your pick. That's your battle royale winner. Is Nicholas I, Cage's no, alcoholism? No, no, no. The Death Star. The Death Star. The Death Star. Okay. Yeah. Very good, friends. That's our year in review. Thank you, John. Thank you, everyone. For an entire year. How many? Oh, we need to talk about who won the best guest, right? Best guest. That's this is the that's the real event of the of the year. Okay, one of our guests is in two of the top three. Wow. So Marie Livesey? Uh-huh. Number Livesey. three. Livesey. Sorry, ma'am. Round, oh, shoot. <laughs> who knows? Rounds Robin, our Robin Hood trilogy. Wow. The third most listened, third to, most podcast. listened to podcast. Okay. Number two, the best Marie hours of our lives. Oh, oh no. So she was like in two of the three, but she didn't get the top spot. She didn't get the top spot. Wow. And the top spot goes to Crystal Tucker in wow. her Crystal Clear episode, where we watched, I believe, Ever After, Boondock Saints. And what was the other film? It I was. I have it here. Boondock Saints, Ever After, and, oh, quick award. What was the longest movie we watched? <laughs> was it Lag On? <laughs> Lag On and yeah. On, yes. Uh, Lag On yeah. uh, was the other movie. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Good job. So I guess that's why that's how she won in in volume of minutes <laughs> <laughs> sure. of the movies that has yeah. nothing to do with how long we talked, but you know the the actual movies that yeah you know, somehow there's a metadata involved. Man, we had some fun. How many how many podcasts did we do this year? One oh. Congrats, Crystal. By the way, congrats. Twenty six podcasts. Uh, yes. I believe we did 26 podcasts this year, so nice. roughly two per month, plus, you know, the Halloween, we bunch them up a little bit more. 
Um, but man, we had a good time. And uh, we have a lot of you guests to thank for it. So some of you, we hope you come back. And uh, we'll have a good time in 2024. Some of you, yeah. <laughs> we hope some of you come back. We hope some of you, yeah. Okay, well, that is it for the year wrap-up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we finished that uh, pretty quick. I, I swear I'll be more prepared next year. I, I, I say this every year. It's it's always bad. It's always a, a, a bumbling mess. I'm glad the Oscars don't work like this. So. <laughs> All right. This is the part where we pretend that we're bringing Andy on live. We called him earlier. Okay, pushing play. Okay, hey, uh, we have our next guest on the phone right now. He's coming up next time we do the podcast. Let me just, uh, this is Andy uh, checking. Oh, Madsen, Andy Madsen. This is my brother. My brother's on the line. This is <laughs> great. Right. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John. How are you? It's I'm doing great. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, now we this is the second <laughs> Madsen that we've had on. Uh, you know, uh, we had Dale on before, um, and now I got my other brother. This will be interesting though, because you know Andy. For those of you listening who don't know, uh, Andy's the brother I always talk movies with. We're always talking movies ever since uh, 1987. We've discussed movies in detail with each other, and so this should be really interesting. Now. Uh, Andy, I'm curious though, we've already done some kind of wonderful, which is the movie you and I talk most about. So that one's disqualified. That's right. Mm. So uh, as far as movies that made you or movies you would pick, you get three. I'm dying to hear the first one. Give me the first one. Yeah, so I, could, I guess I could start out by saying that I have no John Hughes picks, John. So I, I which is a little bit crazy because it's, a lot of yeah. our banter back and forth is from that great uh, writer, filmmaker, producer from the 80s that kind of defined my high school adolescent experience and my love for that type of film. So, um, yeah, no John Hughes, but but I, my my first film that I picked, and and you, we've gone back and forth, right? I had a really hard time narrowing it down to three. It's always hard. Um, And and I would say that the, the... there's no direct correlation between these three films outside of the fact that they both had a, a as you know, John, you know me very well. I'm, I, I love movies that, uh, they're emotional. Uh, and I think that these, the, these three are, um, very different, but they all elicited some type of emotion from me. So and so I pick, yeah. Movie number one is love story by Ryan O'Neill. That's right. How did you guess? And that is an honor of Ryan O'Neill who, who passed Just recently, passed but no, um, my first film, uh, is, is parenthood. Ooh. The Ron Howard directed 1989 film parenthood, a little bit more of a mainstream choice. Um, I, I was trying, you know, I, I was thinking, I wanted to think outside the box, but this film, continued to surprise me uh the more i saw it it was one of the first films i saw after i turned from an lds mission and i uh i just well we'll get into it when we do the podcast but i but i love it for a lot of different reasons and um it has a great cast and it and it, it is a straight up comedy but it has some dramatic elements that i thought worked really well um, yeah, no, I can't I just, wait to I, talk I just, about that. I just, I just love it. I just love it. I love that film. So there's a there's a line that Steve Martin says in Parenthood that scared me away from having children, and we'll get there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's great. So that's if it wasn't for Steve Martin, you'd have had a lot of children by now. Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you can thank Steve Martin for that. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> My next film is one that I think John would probably guess that I would select because it was a film. I mean, I, I had I, I needed to pick this film because it watching it for the first time at the Fox Theater in Provo in nineteen eighty two, it it still was kind of a defining a moment for me watching it in a theater for the first time and seeing how I reacted to it, how the audience reacted to it um, because it, it just hit on so many levels, especially the age that I saw it because I was near the age of the protagonist in this film. Um, and that film is E.T. the extraterrestrial by wow. Steven Spielberg. How do you know how old E.T. was? I know. I, as I said that, I'm like, wait, are they going to tell? Are they going to say that 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 E.T. is a protagonist? I'm talking about uh, Henry Thomas's character. But well, yeah, I always I always I considered it. you more of a actually the older brother. Oh, I don't know the that actor's name. I always considered you that kid. Uh, oh yeah, that's you know, true. I was probably I was probably guy. in between mm-hmm. those ages. I think I was 11 or 12 when I saw it. So I can't remember how old Elliot was. He may have been nine or 10. But I, right. it just it. Great film in so many different levels. Um, I think it's one of Spielberg's best, and I do I, I do admire Spielberg and his work. So nice. I wanted to select one of his films. So that's my okay. second. And you, Good. You can see oh. that there's two films from the 80s. Yeah. Well, I, I um, just want to say Roy and I are Drew Barrymore for sure in E.T. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Now, to, to go completely, you know, completely different from those other two, um, I went a little bit more to, to a more – contemporary film, although it's not, doesn't take place in contemporary times. I would say that this is, this, this last film I picked is very difficult to classify because it has elements of drama, comedy, um, historical fiction and satire. Um, but, but I, but it worked for me. I know it didn't work for everybody, but it really worked for me. And as I was watching, I go, I can't believe I'm watching this. And that film is Jojo rabbit. Um, oh. Taika Waititi from 2019, and uh, I, I I learned that you guys have not talked about it, so I wanted to bring it up in my um, in my three. So I'm interested to see, see your thought, hear your thoughts on it. The good yeah. news is I own it. <laughs> oh, there you go. I've never seen it. So my actually my son uh, bought it on our Amazon Prime, which um i appreciate him doing that but uh sure uh, i've been meaning to watch it for a long time so that i'm really excited for that and i've never seen parenthood sounds like he broke oh, the the amazon prime rules just to buy a movie that you're not watching so <laughs> <laughs> jojo rabbit's great i actually saw i saw jojo rabbit the same day um i went out with some friends we saw jojo rabbit and parasite the same day oh wow uh, that was a fun cinematic day yeah, pretty much the same film. So, yeah. Joe Rabbit, that's a Kate Winslet movie, right? Is, is she is the, the actress in it? No, Scarlett I'm thinking Johansson. of. Yeah, I'm thinking of what do you call it? Um, oh, the other movie about Nazis and Titanic. No. <laughs> oh, the reader. the reader. Are you thinking of the reader? The reader it must be the reader. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Okay, right. Yeah, it's not the reader. Um, but I, I, I'm really interested to see how how you feel about it, Roy. It's it's it, it is um, it is a very interesting film and one that that I. It, it just hit me uh, in many different ways. And it, and it does, it, like I said before, it, it hits across many different, it's hard to classify mm-hmm. um, because it covers so much, but, and it's a very, very tricky line that, that Taika um, draws in this film. But, but I think 
it works. It worked for me. And, and we all, we went, uh, kind of on a whim. I'd heard about it and I went with my, um, two brothers-in-law and their spouses. They had, they, they did not know anything about it. And we came away mm. just kind of blown away by it. I mean, it, yeah. we, it, and it really was a conversation starter. We it really was an interesting conversation after that film talking about the tone and, and, and how he, um, kind of walked that fine line between satire and, 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 seriousness but but i think that he he made it work and it really was an interesting film so excited to talk about it can you imagine during that time in world war ii being a nazi or being a vampire or a vampire nazi no way no way right okay exactly (laughs) uh okay this is interesting these are always the most interesting movies because i remember when it came out it was there was a real surge of of real appreciation and then shortly after there was a pushback on it. There was like a, well, actually, you know, it actually means this, or, you know, it will actually, it's, you know, it it doesn't have as much meaning as it thinks it has for this reason. Um, And so, you know, not saying like, that's what it is, but I think the most interesting movies are the ones where people kind of talk about it, it, take different tones, feel differently about it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I agree, John. And I think that a lot of it, it, surprisingly enough, has to do when a, when a film gets a lot of attention and a lot of um, recognition, especially on Oscar season, you have people trying to, you know, bring it down a bit. If, if they feel like, Oh, th- this movie's surging a little bit, we need to change the narrative and criticize it a bit more. So I don't know if that was the case, but that always seems to happen around yeah. award season when you get a film that gets a lot of attention and it threatens maybe some other films and, and, you know, I'm not saying the studios do it, but, but it just happens, but you're right. I think there was a lot of acclaim at first and then, and then a little bit of a pushback, but, but I think definitely it, it's like I said, it's a conversation starter. And, uh, um, and I think the conversations around it were very, very interesting. So it'll be fun to talk about. Oh, I can't wait. Nice. So the good news is, is this podcast is going to be like three weeks from now. So everyone can take a breather. And relax and enjoy the holidays, but then we'll get right into it. And these are three great films. Now, Andy, as you are aware, after we do your podcast where you dictate the films, you must stick around for a community service. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So two weeks after your podcast, we will be doing wedding movies. Oh, there wasn't a tie? There was a tie and it got broken. Oh, okay. Okay. Wedding movies. Wedding movies. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, right. Right as a we're, we'll be we'll be getting ready to kick off that Valentine season. So wedding movies, right, it's right. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. You planned that tie break. I, because you wanted to do the Valentine's wedding thing. One hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Okay, brother. Well, you have a busy night. Um, uh, we're going to get back to it, but in three weeks, it's going to get a lot busier. Uh, no, this will be fun. Thanks for inviting yeah. me, John and Roy. Oh, it'll wow. Be, oh, our I'm pleasure. For talking yeah. about it. Yeah, no, this is going to be exciting. It's going to be it's going to be great, just like old times. So, so yeah, that's right. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll be talking soon. Um, Merry Christmas! I'm sure I'll see you though. <laughs> yep, we will see you around. Take All care, right. guys. Cool. Merry Happy Christmas, Andy. Mm, bye. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. So uh, surprising. Um, I did not expect the Jojo Rabbit thing. Aliens, parents, and Nazis. Yes, yes. Um, the ET thing is expected, and uh, yeah, 
and the parenthood thing very expected it's i i should have realized that but i'm sad we're not doing john hughes but uh i don't know john hughes so 80s i don't know if we'll ever talk john hughes again but that's fine my brother's coming along uh we're gonna have a good time i think well be better. Yeah. well 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 the category that he's doing for community services wedding movies would you consider 16 candles a wedding movie i don't because her older I mean, sister is engaged, I would. right? I would. Well, there's a wedding in the movie, and the wedding happens in the movie. Well, there's yeah, a... yeah, yeah. It's it's like that's the big finale of the movie. Is the that's wedding. why the family's in town, right? For the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, no, that's that's a wedding movie. That's a okay. wedding movie. It's just well, you know you the the main character isn't getting married, but I don't think that's a prerequisite. Yeah, so not you're right. No, that's there's a good chance we're watching Sixteen Candles. <laughs> um, but lots of other wedding movies. So. Hey, when we're all done with that community service, we are just going to keep the Madsen train rolling. Uh, your brother Mike will be joining us, so that's pretty exciting. I am very excited because he told me like six months ago if he were to ever come on his three movies. Oh, he no, already knows them? You already know them? I know them, and I was like, oh, crap, we got to do this really fast. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I can't. I really appreciate um well, two of his films. <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. They're all good. All right. I'm really excited for two of them. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, that's it. That's the podcast, folks. That's the podcast. That's the happy... Well, I hope everybody had a good 2023. I hope everybody's still healthy. I hope everybody's fine. Uh, it's weird that another year is over and that we're still doing this and we do this um, because of you, but also in spite of everyone who doesn't listen. <laughs> Uh, you know, f- to both of you out there, um, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and but you know, whatever. We also at the same time we don't need you because we do this for fun, and <laughs> I hope that shows. <laughs> uh, but thank you for being there, and I hope you have fun with us. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get at. So, all right. Well, here's 2024. I guess that's it. All right. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas, Roy, and. Uh, Merry Christmas next year, if I forget. Because this is a pure titular line that I found. Go ahead and Whoa, play mine. Here we go. Yeah. In order for life to have appeared spontaneously. No, that's Earth, not it. That's the last time. That's what you gave me. Is it? Okay. Here, I'll, I'll kill it and I'll load a new one. Let's see. Christmas Carol, bitch!